You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for taking time out of your crazy life to listen to ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Look for all of our amazing tiers, including our $5 VIP tier. I'll talk about that more later, but we have an incredible show today. But I want to start off with this, okay? <clears throat> Clear my throat here. <clears> throat> so don't fuck this up. The most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of the black seas of infinity. And it was not meant that we should voyage far. The sciences, each straining in its own direction, have hitherto harm us little. But someday, the piecing together of disassociated knowledge will open up such terrifying vistas of reality and of our own frightful position therein that we shall either go mad from the revelation or flee from the deadly light into the peace and safety of a new dark age. That is the opening paragraph of Call of Cthulhu by H.P. Lovecraft, who was also a very polarizing figure in his time, for some said they found him tiresome and maybe overly inflated. Um, and uh, ironically, much life uh, Kojima, uh, they both seem to have a weird thing for squid monsters as well, which is interesting. As uh, there we yeah. go. <laughs> Our special guest is holding up HP Lovecraft on the. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't introduce you yet, mystery guest. <laughs> mystery, mystery guest just gave me the signal. Um, so I thought it fit the tone of Death Stranding, but more importantly, the topic of the the show this week, HP Lovecraft being very polarizing, uh, much like. Kojima. So, um, we will ask our audience a couple questions this week for the topic of the show. Does groundbreaking art generally need to be polarizing? And has Kojima become a little too self-indulgent? Um, that is one conversation you don't want to miss. And plus, I just love to read that opening paragraph. It's one of my favorite things uh, ever written, uh, for whatever reason. And uh, now, I'm going to toss that quick ball, because we have a very brief First impression of Pokemon Sword and Shield um, to go nicely with the bulk of the you know Death Stranding conversation we still have to continue having, especially because we have that special guest I was alluding to. We have some fun polls to discuss that you voted on, such as Overwatch foot fetishes, Diablo 4 being more like Destiny, Norman Reedus being just insanely likable, and more. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. But let's get right to it, because we have a special guest this week. I've now said special guest three times before he's actually been able to speak a single word. Chomp legend. He wrote for Destructoid. Richmeister. Hey, everybody clap for Richmeister. Hey. What a guy. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> what, what a guy. I hear he's all right. Yeah, no, um, he's he kind of sucks a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I know this week we've been talking, trying to get ready for the show, but you've been uh, perusing what Disney World? Like, yeah, what's going I on? Was, here? Uh, I had a vacation planned for for a, <laughs> Rich a is, while. <laughs> Rich, Rich is polarizing. He's a polarizing a guest. <laughs> I unblurred my background. I'm less polarizing now. Uh, yeah, I wait, you you asked me to be on, and I was like, all right, I don't know how much Death Stranding I'm going to play because it's going to come out, and I'm going to leave the state for a while. Yeah, thanks. The biggest game mm. of the year drops, and you decide to leave the state. Who do you think you are, Rich? Come uh, on. A man in need of a vacation. 
very much it looked so. like I saw a lot of drunken lightsaber swinging. It looked like a good time. Yeah, actually, you know, this is going to play great in an audio format. This is the best money I've ever spent. Oh, yeah. There we oh, go. Yeah, is... get, get it right next to that microphone, Rich. Come on, get it in there. Uh, uh, I got, I got, hold on, I got to get the speaker right there. Kind of like oh, yeah. That's perfect for everyone who's hard today with the... Was it... You know, there's a game. I'm trying yeah, to remember. There's something dropped today, wasn't it? It's, a, it's, it's yeah. Is oh it, yeah. I, I think it was. Was this? Was it this? <laughs> oh, that thing. That That's I've right. Yet, that I've yet to unwrap because Pokemon's also out. Good mm-hmm. God, what a fucking. This is like the beautiful time, though. Like November, like Death Stranding, Pokemon, and in this Star Wars game that's actually supposed to be really good. So all while I'm trying to like plan a podcast with Game of the Year stuff in it, and I'm like, I gotta finish Ooh. all this fucking shit. Well, I'm telling you, Rich, the, the secret is don't fall into the hype. Me and Josh talk about this every year. We do our game of the year on December 25th, all right? You don't have to do it any earlier if you don't want to. <laughs> I, yeah, no, but I like I like to start thinking about it, and it's like we've hit that point in the year. I'm like, all right, there's certain things I could finish. Like, I keep like slamming Eric to finish, contr- like, play control. Because yes. I'm like, you gotta play control. You gotta well, play you got, fucking you control. You gotta slam Eric, so that's true. Yeah, no, um, every, every day. Every day, every uh, week. People don't know that's Rich's... Uh, podcast uh co-host and friend um slammy so, but, you know, <laughs> slammy slam- mm. <laughs> but, but um so uh, well what were you saying about uh some sort of disney is like a oh, okay yeah 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 so this is why i thought this would be pertaining to this podcast as okay. i just flashed my lightsaber which i made in star wars galaxy's edge in disney world uh okay. this is the new uh park in disney it's actually part of hollywood studios but it is such a separate entity. It's probably the closest I've ever felt to like being in a video game, like feeling like I'm dropped in a foreign land and everyone around me is an NPC. Because <laughs> what's what's We're, oh, feel like you get high for that. That would be it, amazing. It's wild. What what's different from it than other Disney parks is no one there. Uh, they do. Uh, <laughs> they do. So, uh, no one there uh, treats you like a normal Disney employee. Everyone mm. refuses to break character, even in shops. Um, particularly the lightsaber building experience, which we booked, which was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, mm. uh, Josh was asking if they send you on a quest for the crystal, but you do have to pick your crystal. Mm. You can get more crystals later, which I did. My lightsaber is green, and I also knocked my... That's m- very KOTOR. Oh, thank you for... Right. <laughs> yeah, like a giant <laughs> fucking prick. <laughs> um, I also got blue and yellow crystals, which I can change out at will. Oh, wow. <laughs> But oh, yeah. I picked the parts and constructed my lightsaber. Uh, we had to do it in secret, so the first order wouldn't find out. We had to like rendezvous with a resistance member outside the scrap shop, and they brought us in through the back. Um, and there were a bunch of stormtroopers <laughs> sniffing around the front. Uh, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Was it packed? Was there a lot of people? It was not too crazy. Uh, it was like okay. busy. The streets were were busy, uh, and like you're just kind of watching people walk around and like. People are playing resistance members and they'll be like stormtroopers walking by and they'll like ask you like citizen, did you see where who uh you know like we're looking for a Wookiee and you'll have like seen Chewbacca run by like a minute ago and you could be like, Oh yeah, they went that way and like point him in the wrong direction. It is it's so fun. That sounds amazing. That really does. That's so that's Disney World, not Disneyland. Disneyland also has Galaxy's Edge. Oh, do uh, they do? Okay. Yeah. God, I, that sounds cool. All right. I went to the Disney World one, <sighs> and if you do go, I'll say to anyone going. The lightsaber thing, Savi's workshop, is expensive, costs $200. I think it's worth it for the experience (laughs) and the quality of this goddamn uh, fucking laser sword. Uh, Is it worth it if neither your kids nor your wife care about Star Wars? (laughs) 
I care about Star Wars a lot. Even my friends who don't care about Star Wars that much were like so into everything that was happening. Okay. Because I think you start to like project it in terms of like yeah, you feel like you're there. It's like part of the. It's in the it, air, man. It's it's crazy. And also, yeah. uh, the bar, uh, Oga's Cantina, which was a little bit of a wait to get into. Uh, fucking crazy. I'd recommend that to anyone. The drinks were amazing. We had a drink called a Fuzzy Tauntaun, uh, which was a pretty like standard liquor drink, except it had this foam on the top. That basically numbs your mouth, and when we ordered it, the waitress warned us that it was not meant for human consumption, and called us all stupid <laughs> humans for insisting on ordering it. Uh, that's cool. What? <laughs> yeah, this, this party is... Part, yeah, you're locked in, man. That, that sounds... Dude, that's awesome. And then they yelled um, at us for cheersing to the rebellion, because stormtroopers drink there. Hmm. Dude, that's great. Uh, you know, that's that would have been a perfect segue into The Mandalorian if I had seen it, but I haven't yet. I've so. seen both the episodes that are out. Oh, and man. God. Is it worth getting Disney Plus for? Is it, oh, is that my. Some... It's the Star Wars thing I've always wanted. It, it feels the most like old Star Wars to me. It takes place right after Return of the Jedi, and it feels like it in so many ways. If you didn't think of it was going to be like the, the edgy kind of Star Wars, I guess, you wanted, it feels like Deadwood in space. Within the first five minutes, mm. the main character cuts someone in half with a door. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, that sounds like a, that's a Kratos thing. That sounds like something Kratos would do. Cut somebody in half with a door. You know, as you gotta do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I downloaded Disney Plus, actually, to be honest with you. I just haven't had time to get to it yet. But I will. I have you, to, because everyone's talking about it, you know? And it, it, what is it? It looks, it looks just like Boba Fett. You know, everyone, who doesn't love Boba Fett? You know? Yeah. No, no. It's, it's totally that, without being tied to too much of the Boba Criminals. Fett stuff. Anyone with what a bounty? Not big fans. Yeah. Boba Fett's great. Just looked awesome. He was like... Is, it, He's dead. It, I know. <laughs> he had such a <laughs> stupid death, too. Do you remember that? Well, I mean, yeah, flopping sort of. down I mean, he's going to be well, digesting why... for a long, long time in that Sarlacc. <laughs> that's, that's why he kind of sucks. Because, like, they build up Boba Fett as, like, this badass from Empire. And then a blind Han Solo, like, incidentally shoots him once and he get, <laughs> drops into this monster pit. <laughs> digested forever is yeah mm -hmm. god damn it that's just so disappointing anyways glad you're here something that is not disappointing of course is always having rich i'm glad we could give you that extended um intro there because that was a great story and also we don't get to talk to you very often so uh rich meister um if people want to find you um well i always promote i'll promote you whenever we put the podcast up yes of course you're what are you the rich meister on instagram i am uh Instagram is the Rich Meister Zero. That's the same as my Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. Podcast is the Gecko Games podcast, and that's on pretty much everything. Uh, we're hosted by Anchor, who Spotify, iTunes, pretty much any podcast service you can think of. Just think Gecko. Just remember that Gecko Games, and you'll be all right. You'll find us. <laughs> the gecko will lead the way um thanks for being here rich now i'm gonna get to my uh my other co-host shay by the way this week is out doing serious stuff he is obviously a teacher in japan so sometimes life calls and he could not be here but that's okay because next week he'll be charged up on pokemon and outer world and stuff to talk to us but uh let's get to the rest of the crew my lovely friends here uh from texas the filipino johnny depp as you know him the world loves him <laughs> the one and only Fish is here, and Fish, um, this is actually mm -hmm. pretty amazing because much like Norman Reedus, Fish is a man who actually wants to reunite the country with his package. 
Uh, wait, did I read that? Yeah, I think I read that right. Yeah, you usually yeah. okay. How, how you doing, Fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta love that. By the way, I gotta love that thing across you know miles and miles of road on my back. So love yeah. that thing. There's no lugging going on. <laughs> On your back. <laughs> actually, I'll just actually I'll just get in on a motorcycle and just yeah. What's with know, the back thing, dude. Josh? I didn't even catch. I didn't even catch that. He's talking about throwing it on his back. Shit just got weird. Um, you know how you do. I let fish take the as, reins. Yeah, as one does. <laughs> just back. What's the weirdest shit you can transport? I just want to see Norman Reedus throwing some weird shit. Trust me, you get some weird stuff in uh, Death Stranding oh. and put on your back. Oh, no. But I haven't got a bag of dicks yet. No, um, no bag of dicks. It's coming. Mm. <laughs> so you transport a few just, motherboards. Yeah. I've delivered a pizza. Yeah. A bag of dicks would probably go on your, probably your tool, your tool belt. Not You wouldn't throw it on the back. You'd attach it to your yeah. tool I mean, kit, It probably. depends on the dicks. But yeah. that's where I put the bags <laughs> of my own feces. Yeah. Oh, well, that's just, you know, I, you hold it until you get to that private room, Rich, and then you use the toilet. That's how he does it. <laughs> well, okay. te- it's been reduced into a grenade at that point, but I want to know why the fluid <laughs> is like blue. Well. That fluid should be brown. If we're gonna make this joke, let's fucking commit to it. I'll t- I'll tell you this, Rich. My poor Norman Reedus hasn't gone to the bathroom in like seven hours because I just haven't gone to a private room. So does, mm. does Norman Reedus exist in the world of Death Stranding? Because there's ads for his show when you take a shit. Well, that's something we can get to later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are they trying to say? That his show is just a bunch of shit? Is that what they're implying? Is this some weird meta commentary? <laughs> it is strange because uh... even without developer comments there are developer comments in the game yeah yeah there's a lot going on yeah um that of course is joshua fowler here from michigan who is standing by of course should i say he's stranding by should you Uh, that's i I, i'm sorry i blew my whole joke wad on fish this week that's all i got josh you're stranding by work with me here I actually was going to say that uh, Fish was the first strand human ever created, but I, I couldn't really do enough with that. Um, but, you know, it's like, a, it's like a whole weird thing. Fish but... just looks so confused. <laughs> what? There's, yeah. there's more fun to have with the, uh, the package thing. I have to go with the lowest common denominator. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm happy you're here, Fish, and I'm happy you're here, Josh, of course. Uh, and I'm happy to be here, too. General Mountain Time, this is Morgan from Montana. Because we're going to sneak a little Pokemon talking right now, so don't panic if you want to hear other stuff. But look, who doesn't love a little Pokemans, right? Sorry, were you saying something? Oh, as you hold up your uh, Switch there. I keep wanting to call it a DS for some reason. Uh, yeah, so Pokemon dropped last night. Very, very brief first impressions, because we don't want to steal Shay's Thunder, but I wanted to talk about it for a couple minutes, because by the time people hear this, they'll have already spent a couple days with Pokemon, and Pokemon is a big deal. Um, I don't know how you guys are feeling about it. I gotta say, I'm surprised. I think the game looks really, 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 really ridiculous. What is the? I'm trying to do the Zoolander voice because I put this on the VIP Instagram page. Ridiculously, ridiculously good, good looking. looking. Yes. Uh, for a Switch game, I put those games on a different barometer, but the, the art style it's, is just it's be- basically like think think if Trump were kind, and that's kind of the Zoolander voice. <laughs> that's actually a great way to put yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh wow, wow. That's, uh, you're 100 percent correct, right? I never thought about that. How did you have that on tap? Have you thought about that before? No, I like I was doing the voice, and I realized all I had to do is drop it down a little bit and be a dick, and it was a Trump impression. And it was like, because like the muscle memory in my vocal cords is like, you've done this voice recently, like you you know how to do this. 
So I'm gonna have to remember that because mm. that's good. Um, yeah, I think the game looks incredible. Like I was surprised too because I, I thought it looked really good, and then I read in the Kotaku review that Gita wasn't super impressed with how it looks. But I I'm blown. I think it looks did, incredible. Did yeah. any of yeah. you guys uh, get any time in with Luigi's Mansion Three? Because I think that like yes. set my barometer up for how fucking good shit can look on the Switch. Yeah, really. It's not a fair, you know, comparison from that to the next. But yeah, yeah. it's. Is Look that at those be- textures on Luigi's pants. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like really. Well, so it actually looks that good. Hotel well, like, is that only the, because we're s- sorry? The go scale ahead, go is ahead. just smaller, so you don't. Mm-hmm. They just they put more effort into like the details of close up stuff. It, it's that diorama thing, scale yeah. that kind of lets them really make everything look like meticulous and pretty. Yeah, you, you know how like when Little Big Planet came out and we're like, wow, it's like I'm in a real thing. You know, they're just. They're only rendering these tiny little things to begin with, so the yeah, details that's, that's, that's are all of it. Well, and we're kind of separated from some of the the bigger Switch games, some of the better looking Switch. It's been a while this year since the Switch has really blown me away visually, so maybe that was part of it. But yeah, I I often it's been nice because every time there's a Pokemon game that moves to a new console, it's like that refreshing feeling, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, it looks great again, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they get to take that jump. You could even tell with Sun and Moon that they were like fighting the technological restrictions of that fucking 3DS, big time, pushing um, that hardware, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I, it's just really lovely looking with the setting and everything being yeah. overseas. You know, everyone's popping, and they even they they mm-hmm. <laughs> you, they really commit to it. You know, they all the names of the towns and the Pokemon. It's, it's great. Cat must switch by the telly. Oh, the, t- the telly. The and game says of, that if you look at your switch. There's lots of beautiful ladies about. Eh? Um, honestly, I'm not. I'm kind of uncomfortable with all the. I feel like these games have gone on last. In the last game, there was that um, that gym leader with the bikini, and in this one, there's already like a couple hot. I'm, I'm, you know, Pokemon should be a pure world. There was a boner free zone, all right. And now, was I, it? Fish knows what I'm talking about. It's not like yeah, there was right? ever <laughs> never been any for me, sort of fandom around <laughs> any any of the original <laughs> Pokemon cast. Okay, I guess maybe it hasn't been a boner-free zone. Maybe I've been alone in that. The Pokemon world is supposed to be pure, and now like Sonya pops up on my screen. I'm like, what Pokemon? What is that? What I'm supposed to be doing? All right, I guess. I feel you. Psyduck gets my engine revving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Psyduck kind of guy, huh? That's psychological. He's just in your head. Mm-hmm. Right? It's he's fucking with you. He's manipulating me. Yeah, it's unfair. He is. It is. It's it's just part of his power. But no, like my I played about two hours of it and. Uh, yeah, I think the setting is also refreshing too, just because it takes place in a whole new environment. Or you know, obviously being in Pokemon's version of, I guess, what England or London or kind of overseas. It's it's a made up world, but it's inspired. It very much seems like the UK. Yes, yes, yeah. And even the way the game starts off with like, normally every Pokemon game has that scene where the guy's like, "Welcome to the world of Pokemon." In the world of Pokemon, you can do this and that. But like the way they did it this time, it was like an announcer, and he was in the stadium. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was like they're having Eurovision or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Eurovision really blah. Get excited all the time. But the thing is, it seems like they're trying to make Pokemon competition in this region since it really is the UK. Like it's treated like the same kind of spectacle that like the World Cup is, like soccer. Like it's all the battles are in these huge arenas, like yes, cheering fans. Yeah. I like the energy it brings to it. It's so different than what we've seen before. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. The visual upgrade, the difference in uh, tone and everything. A lot of the little details are like, like 
Go ahead, sorry. It feels more like what we've seen of the Pokemon League and, like, the anime and stuff. Like, the idea of, like, the Pokemon League is this big, like, annual spectacle where, like, arenas full of people come to watch the matches and, like, the champions, like, this revered celebrity who's, like, walking around with a fucking cape striking a pose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was always, I always thought that was strange, like, from the first game. You're, like, you're, you're trying to be the very best that no one ever was, and to do it, you... You need to be the guy who kind of a bunch of old guys that are like in a bunker (laughs) somewhere. And Lance is like, I I climbed to the top by having four of the same Pokemon. I'm like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get yeah, it is. Like they're in a bunker. Like you crawl down this tunnel to get to each of the next one. Yeah. Like you guys are waiting out the apocalypse, aren't you? Like what what's actually (laughs) happening here? And I got I got to the third guy. I'm like, hey, did you know Moltres lived back there? (laughs) Just Uh, no, never ran into him. Not in your way to the grocery <laughs> store or anything. Uh, that shit is great. It's uh, I yeah. And I've already found a lot. Of, I like how there's a lot of Pokemon early on too. Like I've already found. Like I'm not even to the first gym yet, and there's been a good variety. And they're walking around, man. The Pokemon are walking around in the world. I love it. <laughs> Did anybody see and that? Chasing like, your ass down. That they do. Going they do. Around with like, oh, nobody told me the new Pokemon game would be scary, mm-hmm. and it's like a little Pokemon just like charging out of the grass. It's like it's <laughs> fucking terrifying. Uh, it is. I had Which, that exact I'm moment with my kids sitting there. I'm just, just kind of strolling around. I'm like, oh, there's a Kakuna. Let's go in there. And all of a sudden, a, you know, a big check mark appears above his head, and he just runs, just dead sprint right at me. I'm coming like, for you. Run, 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 Dad. <laughs> I love that that shot, the early screenshot, the promotional stuff of like the Machoke just chasing you down in an open field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one meme that we had up on Sorchon page. Actually, I pulled up. Uh, let's see, back on June twelfth, it was a Machoke. Yeah, it says in the new Pokemon Sword and Shield, a Machoke will chase you down an open field and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't let the kids leave the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh yeah, that one that's good stuff. But um it's funny too, yeah, like Josh was saying, you can yell at him now to get their attention and like seven Pokemon will just come <gasps> to chasing yeah. you all over the place. It's great. Or run um, away. It's interesting. They have different AI for each of them, which is kind of neat too. Yeah. Um, Does anybody like, get annoyed as the years have gone on of like the Pokemon who just hang out in your house at the beginning of the game that can't come with you? Like there's just like a munchlax in my living room and I'm like, come with me, man. Well, yeah, those are like, like house I guess that's my Pokemon. mom's. Like somebody needs mom's to stay there, and, you know. But I want to know her story. Did she catch that Munchlax? What's her deal? What was was? Did she have some sort of emotional bond with it? No, nah, you know? it's really more of like an Ash's mom, Mister Mime thing. Like she fucks it, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, she, his mom is hot in this one too. Trunk, blonde hair, glasses. Arf. Arf. <laughs> See, keep boners out of Pokemon. God damn it, <laughs> keep them out. It seems like it's just a problem for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, no comment. Um, anyways, yeah, it's, uh, I've only put, like, two hours into it last night after, I felt like a schlub because I, like, played Death Stranding for three hours, went downstairs, chugged a protein shake, took a shower, and then sat down on the couch and played Pokemon for two hours, and it was just, like, five straight hours of video games, and I was like, ugh, I'm gross. I, I could not bring myself to play anything last night, uh, I, my plane landed in New York at 9pm, and I had to go to work at 6am. Mm. Ugh. Well, yeah, that's understandable. You gotta catch. You gotta. You gotta get your life back on track, Rich. Yeah. You're not. You're not. You're not, a, not in Star Wars land anymore. And I right? think just three days ago, I was chugging beers in the Japan <laughs> Pavilion in <at> Epcot. <laughs> 
anyways, um, we'll have a full rundown of Pokemon next week, so that'll be a lot of fun. But I wanted to. Is there anything, Fish? I you've been very quiet, Fish. Are you? Do you need to drink more alcohol? What's going on here? Fish is too quiet. I think today. I do. Everybody yeah. does. Seems yeah, like my energy. My energy levels are a bit low here. Mm. You know, Norman Reedus does when he's low on energy. Chugs oh. out monster. Monster drinks. Yeah. Product where's placement. The, where's that monster at? <laughs> I got one in the I fridge. I can... Are you not an energy drink guy? No, you're all healthy fish. You don't touch energy drinks, do you? I don't. No. Mm. Yeah, I quit energy okay. drinks a long time ago. All right. Well, fish here. Regale us with your first impressions of Pokemon while I throw my cat out of my room, and I'll be right back. Um, that, no, I really enjoy like the how smooth the game is actually running on a, a on a handheld at this point. Like I guess the the past two games, uh, Ultra Sun and Sun and Moon, um, both kind of I don't know they they ran a little sluggish for me. There was times where there was there was frame rate drops, but um, I'm surprised how how smooth it is running it in handheld mode and. Um, I'm just excited to actually put it up on the big screen. I haven't had a chance yet to actually, you know, play it on my uh, 60-inch TV, but I'm sure that'll probably translate really well as far as p- playing Pokemon on there. So it'll probably warp it. It'll probably look like shit. Wouldn't it like just warp everything out? You would think, you know. But but I'm good. with you. The- no, it, not it the way good. this one's modeled. Okay. Like it, it was clearly modeled with that stuff in mind. Like the scale is so much grander. Yeah. I uh, I was thinking about that fish, like being able to play a Pokemon game, and I haven't done it yet. But like, that's gonna be weird to play mm-hmm. it like on your TV, like a home oh, yeah. console Pokemon game, you know? Yeah. And not like abusing the system, like I did when I was a kid. I had one of those like Game Boy players, and I would shove like you know, yeah, Pokemon. yeah, those were fun. But it still felt like I was cheating, you know, putting a Game Boy game on the TV. But. I remember there were, like, playground rumors when that thing was coming out. It's like, yeah, like, you put that on the bottom of the GameCube and you put Ruby version in and the graphics are totally different, man. <laughs> like, it's, like, 3D <laughs> models and <laughs> fucking liars. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, Jeremy. That's not a person. I made that name up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Fuck you. Fish, who did you go with? Did you pick Score Bunny after all or did you bail? Who'd you go? I I bailed on him um, <gasps> for Sobble. Oh, so that's pretty great. Choice. Yeah, that's who my <laughs> daughter know. said she was gonna pick after watching me pick Score Bunny. We at the Gecko Caster a Grookey uh, team. Oh, team Grookey. Mm. Oh. All right, we're gonna have to stop the podcast right here. <laughs> well, we, we just want we want the only starter that doesn't look like complete garbage. Sorry if you disagree, <laughs> dude. They're all they're all kind of cute. To be honest with you, I think that. I think the evolutions are terrifying beyond Grookey's, which is kind of okay. Yeah, I yeah, I will just say that the evolutions are what ruined Sobble for me because I think Sobble is the cutest by far. But yeah. His final evolution is weird. Yeah. And he turns into no, like Sobble an Italian early. guy. No, from the gas station. His final evolution is what made me go for Sobble. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I think he was voted most likely to succeed and then disappointed everyone. <laughs> he looks, story of my life. He looks, like, <laughs> it, <laughs> it looks like an Italian spy or something. Is, I just don't. Is his shiny weird. version just always chewing on a toothpick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll be wrong and seeing it in game. But I can't get a. I couldn't get a feel for who he looks like. Um, but to be fair, this is not my favorite starter batch of all of them. I was telling them that my daughter likes to run around and play with band aids, so that's why I took uh, Score Bunny. Um, because it was cute, but you know, Score Bunny's fine. I look, I 
I really wanted Sobel. It was hard. It was hard. It was mm. hard not to, to take him. So Ugh, maybe I shouldn't have looked at the start evolution. I feel like I would have been betraying my daughter if I went with Sobel. All right. I had I had an obligation to do the right thing. Well, you you're should, probably you right know. grabbing fire. That's generally the right choice unless there's one that you really like otherwise, because there are almost yeah. never fire types early on. Well, well, that's the cool thing is that like I the two Pokemon I found right away that I loved there was a turtle Pokemon and a fish Pokemon are water. Yep. So I'm already overflowing with water Pokemon as it is. It would have been too much. Yeah, I found basically well not every type but like more than half of them very early on in this game like and also these starters don't have multiple types like even as they evolve they just stick with the base types which is the first time in a while i want to say that's the case weird Mm -hmm. yeah that's really really that's hard to believe for me oh he's calling you a liar he's calling you a liar (laughs) i mean listen (laughs) <laughs> He's right. No, uh, I mean I can't. I can't think of uh, was like Gen two the last time we had like just solid one type mm. starter Pokemon. I think so because yeah. total yeah yeah yep for alligator and stuff yeah. Cyndaquil was fire. Um, Chikorita evolved into just a grass. I thought the third um, gen still did that as well, but I can't. It's been so long. Was it? No, third gen. Third gen changed because um, Mudkip was water mm, ground. Yeah, water ground. Yep. Oh, yep, that's yep. right. Yeah. Blaziken was fire fighting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Leading onto a trail of like six more fire fighting Pokemon, like Incineroar. Yeah. I want to say Grovile was the disappointment because he just stayed grass, but I could be wrong. Um, um he did just stay grass, but I would never call him a disappointment. <laughs> Gra- Gra- <laughs> I actually, I uh, legally- Sceptile looked pretty weird with the bzz, pimples on his back. Do you remember I, that shit? I legally can't because he's a gecko. Oh, <laughs> that's true. There's uh, implications there. Yeah. Um, I can I can solve this right now. Its final form is called Rillaboom of Grookey, and I won't describe it to you if you're listening and you don't want it ruined. But it we don't is know who's eating. Just grass. It's just grass. So weird weird anyways that's enough pokemon talk you suckered me back into it um <laughs> no that's not true i want to get fish's take so and i want to see what he was uh starting with i so went we got grass two sp- last generation too because grass ghost man that's winning oh yeah that was that oh, was like yeah. the best that grass type cool. ever By yeah i love that i that's mm, that'll save that for next week you're already getting me down my criticism hole man <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, just, uh, anyways, that it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to play that. Um, but let's get to the topic of the show because we have a lot to get to here today. And I saved this starter thing because I, uh, one of the screenshots that took, cause I thought it was a great way to get this conversation flowing. Now there's two sort of mini topics. And the way, the reason this happened was I threw it on last night. We knew Shay was going to be here and I was trying to find something interesting. It didn't have to be about death stranding. Normally our topics are just inspired by things, but they can apply to anything. So we came up with the idea of basically like polarizing games. Does like art need to be groundbreaking? Um, does groundbreaking art need to be polarizing? Cause I'm surprised sometimes when I, when I see like games like red dead have like a 97 Metacritic. So I'm like, that's impossible. There's, there's no way if I line up 10 people, you know, 10 of them or nine of them are going to say that like, I've talked to my friends about that game. It's a divisive game. It's just the way the reviews panned out, which is a whole other discussion. But I was wondering, does truly groundbreaking art actually need to be a bit divisive? Because that's how it happens. And, um, and then this morning, Rich messaged me and said he was curious about talking about um, the auteurs like Kojima. Is he, you know, is he too self-indulgent? Um, 
with games like Death Stranding, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? And so we got a lot of responses, all right? So if when I'm reading these, it's a blend of both of those, but I think it all make, makes one big topic pie. That makes sense, you know? It's got all the ingredients. I like pie. Um, Wait, we're, we're blending stuff? We're blending and, stuff. Okay. Yeah, having a nice glass Into of a pie? blended pie. Yes. Blended pie. Blended you, pie. You know that classic <laughs> okay. American treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a chili. Is that a metaphor? You'd appreciate more. It's a chili. Um, we got all the ingredients. We're st- I don't know. Whatever the fuck you want to blend. I almost had a ball, but I just didn't like that either. Um, why, why don't we just blend a stew? A beef I mean, stew. Is it? Well, <laughs> if that makes like it a, easier a for smoothie. you. smoothie? Like a thing you actually <laughs> blend. There you go. A blended smoothie. Yeah, yeah. Um... Because, you know, divisiveness and polarizing uh, games sort of kind of mix with the idea of people like Kojima who are, you could argue, a little bit self-indulgent, too. So I think it's a, it's a good combination. So let's kind of ping pong because this is a very deep topic and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. As Fish chugs some more of that alcohol. Um, here, <laughs> we got to re-energize you, Fish. Chug. Chug. There he goes. Oh, look at that. He sipped it like a true gentleman. Yeah, let me take a picture of that for the VIP. One more time, Fish. Give me a picture for the VIP page. Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. Two fingers. <laughs> uh, get nice and drunk. You need to re-energize yourself. It's for the good of Chomp Nation. So this first comment I got here is from MikeCheck12. And I thought it was a really interesting way to start this off. He said, I believe that divisiveness is in human nature. We're fortunate to see and feel things differently than one another, even if we can empathize. I think art is something that inspires thought and our feelings. People will see and feel this differently almost always from what I've witnessed. So I think that was actually a surprisingly um, eloquent uh, comment in a way of basically explaining that we are divisive by human. That's part of who we are. You know what I mean? Do you guys agree, disagree, or what do you think about what he's saying there in regards to art? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even know so much about the the top of the top having to be divisive. I think everything in art is divisive. Just, if it's not, if it's not just completely garbage, not, not, you're never going to get something that everyone likes. Like, it's just, uh, it's just impossible because um, for it to speak to you, it's got to speak to you personally on some level and not everyone's going to have the same experiences. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd say I, I don't think any two people are interpreting something the same exact way. I'd also even say is like the critic in me has like fallen on the ears of when people go this this breathtaking masterpiece like I just start to roll my eyes and like in the back of my head I'm like I'll be the judge of that thank you as I just like <laughs> sip on my brandy <laughs> yeah I don't yeah. I don't necessarily feel that way Rich but I do feel like I'm to the point now where I'm like well there's so many nines and tens nowadays is everything a masterpiece I mean well it lies within that like joke I like far all the time going like Oh, well, it depends on what website we're looking at for, like, a critical review. I go, well, you know, for example, uh, GameSpot, their scale begins at 7. Uh-huh. Is that real? No, There's... that's just, like... Oh, you're just joking. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's stupid. I think all review scores are are silly at this point. Um, I think I've mentioned it on this show before. I'm not a 
huge fan of review scores. Like, I'd rather you just read the review and, like, judge from there what the author's trying to get across. I think it's better than writing your reflections on something and then reading it back to yourself and picking out a fucking number. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I thought IGN had a scale that started at 7 until they gave Death Stranding a 6.8, and then it shattered my whole... <laughs> My whole world of their scale. It's um, it's funny because I like I read that and I'm like, yeah, six point eight seems right. <laughs> I read that and said I these people are on drugs. Um same re- same response. Um yeah. S- similar, <laughs> similar. <laughs> same thing. No, it's uh it's interesting because I feel like there's different kinds of what I was thinking a lot about this lately in the AAA space in particular, because one of the interesting things I think about Kojima is sort of like bridging uh, like maybe like sort of the interests of someone like Josh and myself because I like I like AAA games but a lot of AAA games I find just too like they're not brave enough and Josh like really loves the independent scene and those games can be very brave oftentimes because they're shorter smaller budgets and they but they don't have necessarily the oomph to me that a AAA game this is just my personal opinion I'm not fucking okay. on anybody else so I I want more like one of the reasons I love Final Fantasy 15 that is far from a perfect game but that game is like as a AAA game is fucking weird and Japan you know a lot of games that come out of Japan have a tendency to be weirder especially to us because there are cultural differences but like just as a whole that game was weird as hell you're in a you start off pushing a car to Florence in the machine you go on a road trip with your buddies and you stop at gas stations to buy final fantasy music like what I the fuck <laughs> love that game so much mm-hmm. I, I i think like when you weirdly see something that's willing to like take a weird risk and be adventurous there's always something to be appreciated about that and death stranding very much is that like it's because of kojima's name that uh sony was willing to shell out the money to take this sort of and to be honest with you because of that it's a calculated risk but it is a risk nonetheless because however you feel about death stranding there's no other game like it <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like hyperbole but i now that i've played it a lot i can honestly say i don't necessarily think it's a new genre but there's nothing like it there that's true no nah, that. it's um well i mean it's no. an adventure game in the simplest sense yeah well it's a walking simulator just you it, know a, a hardcore one. walking simulator Josh, I thought we outlawed that term. I thought we outlawed that term with No Man's Sky. <laughs> I can't wait for the PC version so they can just make a mod where you're just like an ab- Amazon delivery man in Manhattan. Right? Well, to be fair, I just got a power skeleton that allows me to run really fast, so now it's a mm. running simulator. How many or shit- a motorcycle simulator. How many shit grenades can you hold, though? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. A lot. I, I, the, those are the hermetic, or the hermetic ones, right? I thought those were blood grenades. You, Maybe you, sh- you should have been my friends on the plane having to listen to me talk about how I was so tired flying to Orlando because I was up all night playing Death Stranding. And I'm like, no, you guys don't understand because you take a shit and then you can throw it at the ghosts and that's how you get the baby to the port mm-hmm. town. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy. Come on. It's, 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 it's simple. You're overthinking it. <laughs> Uh, the only thing that would be better is if he actually we saw him squatting and grabbing his feces and physically throwing it at the BTs themselves. <laughs> then now that's a brave game right there. He, he doesn't right? need to. He has scientists to do that for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yamato Toro will try and shake his hand despite knowing about his condition thirty times in a row, and then he'll collect his urine. Right? <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You can't, we can't talk about Death Stranding yet. Slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> um, uh, but the, what I was getting at is just there are games like. I know we disagreed on this because I think God of War is a great game, and I know you liked it a lot more than I did, Rich, but like, I look at something like God of War and say that is a very safe 
great game. You know what I mean? I don't feel like they did anything. I wouldn't that was disagree that it's, it's rub people the wrong way. You know? You know, I don't disagree. I think it's very safe, but I also think it succeeds in pretty much every way at what it's trying to do, and. It doesn't need to take those risks because it takes ideas that work and does them at a superb level. And that's fair. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I'm just saying I think there is value for the things I personally get excited about are when they're able to take that budget and time and like really do something a little weird with it if you can. Oh, yeah. And there's there's value in that. And it's funny because I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. But like the things I really like about Death Stranding are mostly the things that people who like the game don't like. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's mm. the funny thing about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yep, that's that's why it's difficult. Uh, Pausetography said, I think more creative minds in gaming would love to get the same kind of opportunity Kojima was given. There's definitely too much restraint in big budget games now, playing things way too safe. I know I'm sick of playing the same focus tested by the numbers AAA games year after year. Now, that's, that's one thing I was hearing. I think I heard it on the giant bombcast where Brad was saying that a lot of developers are reaching out to him and saying that Develop game developers are really excited about Death Stranding because they're like, yeah, this is this is very weird to see someone uh, in the AAA scene making something this strange. Like as a developer, they're getting excited about it. I I'm not a developer, I can't relate mm-hmm. to that, but I relate to that that enthusiasm or at least interest. You know, who knows if they'll like almost it the idea of if if a company's willing to shell out money to make this, like maybe my pitch isn't that outlandish <laughs> after <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> if Kojima can, if they, Kojima can sit in front of Sony and say he's gonna throw grenades made of poo at these ghosts, then I got a shot. I like know? to imagine that was in his original pitch, and he's like, "Yeah." Me and too. then Lindsay Wagner will give you the baby. <laughs> and- <laughs> um. So, so I think there's truth to that. Like, I am also like I love to AAA space from a production value standpoint. But yes, you don't feel a lot of different feelings. You start to feel shades, of, and that's why a lot of people like Josh. I think it turned on to the independency. Um, but you do feel a lot of the same shades of emotions and sensations because that's the space that. Um, I was trying to think of like some of the bravest AAA games ever created. And I really was having a tough time. Sneak like, King. <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. Any game that comes with your Whopper is not a AAA game. I um, drove to the Burger King at midnight to get it. <laughs> uh, but it's hard. Like, I think Final Fantasy 15 would almost qualify because that's a AAA game, right? Very weird. That was yeah. on my peripheral. Um, what's another one? Maybe one of my Shadow of the Colossus? Whenever the fuck it came out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I think Shadow of the Colossus totally qualifies for that. It's a yeah. very weird, very charming thing. Yeah, that was there was nothing like that when it came out. The whole idea of having a game with basically no enemies in it. Like what what are you doing? You can't you can't leave players alone this long. They'll, There's nine enemies. They'll revolt. They'll yeah. they'll turn <laughs> on us. We can't do this. Let's... The main antagonist of Shadow of the Colossus is being alone with your thoughts. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. it's the our greatest nemesis of all. Like I just said at the very beginning, man, aren't we thankful that we can't correlate all the contents of our mind? That's what uh, H.P. Lovecraft was saying. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that we can't pull it all together, because if we could, fuck. Um, yeah, so anyways, I think that's an interesting... And by the way, all those three games we mentioned were from Japanese studios, which is, is ironic. There's got to be some uh, other love I give. Do you guys consider Hellblade something, or is, do you not consider that AAA, or not weird enough? I... I don't even think Hellblade's that like inherently weird. I definitely wouldn't consider it AAA. It's it's yeah. something awesome. It's something I'm glad. Yeah, it's more was in like made. Dakota. 
yeah, like B game space that has been shrinking these days. But it's like a double A. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll give it a B plus. How about that? Yeah, um, it's in the B range. But yeah, and mostly just with the psychological elements they did. But from a gameplay perspective, it's still fairly straightforward. You know, combat puzzle, combat puzzle, right? But so okay, so yeah. I, I, anyway, yeah. this is just a fun conversation. Maybe have at home a, if you're. Yeah, like as far as like structurally. It wasn't that different, but it was like the way they told the story was really, really cool, which is always, yes, always yes. welcome. In my also, book, is just a different way to tell a story in a game is really exciting because it just it very, feels like it opens up options for everybody else once they see it. Also, that subject matter is so hard to tackle, and I think like Hellblade does it exceptionally well. Yeah, which is no easy feat. Yeah, yeah. I need to go back and so basically to, to end that little thing, I would just say this: if I was playing poker with you guys metaphorically, and I went all in with Death Stranding as the weirdest AAA game ever, what would your what would your play be? As the weirdest game ever? Yeah, huh. I mean, you know what I mean. Like weird, we can get caught up on the terminology, yeah. but I think you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, <laughs> like does it have I mean, to be it's, AAA? It's up there is like the AAA is the the issue there because like like you're saying is once you start throwing that much money behind it. Um, you, you, it's you tough, stop right? It's tough. So many weird things. I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else is just like I think in a product of its time sort of thing, and a game I, I think is like universally loved now. That I just remember being like, "This is the weirdest shit I've ever played at the time." Was uh, like Katamari Damacy. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't. You're right, but I don't necessarily consider that true. It's a diff. It's a different. Also, like that game, infamously, like being almost that B game, like in a weird instance during a time when games were like universally fifty dollars, it was forty dollars yeah. at launch. Yeah, yeah. Even but that's really, why. But even. But that's why the yeah. like Sorry, the, ahead, the the really low end like there weren't cheaper games at that point, and they're like, hey, we're no. just gonna release this thing cheaper. Like the indie what? scene didn't that exist. can be done. So. And then it became hard to track down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would just say the reason that game exists, though, is because the budget constraints and they were able to sell it for cheaper. And so, I mean, be- I'm not saying it was easier because I don't, I'm not, I wasn't involved. I'm just saying Certainly part, not, of, yeah. part of the appeal was uh, and maybe not being a AAA, but that's a good example. That's a good example of something very fucking weird. Anyways, but just to really answer on- your question, uh, shower with your dad simulator. <laughs> Definitely AAA. Um, I don't know. I like, grabbing I mean, the Nintendo shit. does some weird stuff just in general. Like I don't, I don't know about weirdest, but like completely out there turns for one of the big names in gaming. I mean, just consistently, consistently are doing weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're closer to that. Yeah, yeah, um, because they have some stuff that's almost AAA production values, and they definitely. I mean, give me an example. Do you have an example off the top of your uh, head? I mean, since the third one just came out, Luigi's Mansion. It makes it makes no sense when that game I first came so out. Much. Like, what what are you doing in this Mario game? Oh, you suck up ghosts. What? Like, no, it, it's yeah. like uh, it's 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 like uh, it's like the Ghostbusters, but you're a plumber. But with Luigi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I see that as being a pretty easy pitch, like. You know, it's it's Ghostbusters, which people love. You can take someone from an established franchise. You know, it's got a, it's cute, so kids will love it. Like, that's that's the thing, though. I don't think Luigi's Mansion was an easy pitch. 
because the reason that first game is so short is because it was considered a very experimental and they weren't sure it was going to take off. And like the caveat was it had to go uh, launch day for the GameCube because they did not have a Mario game ready for launch day. So this was going to fill that void and it ended up being like the smash success. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the GameCube era. They got weird, like the the Mario Dance Dance Revolution game uh, happened. Another weird thing where Nintendo was like, let's see if people buy this crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's fair. That's fair. That, you know, just kind of going back and forth. I think that's an interesting mm. point you bring up with the original Luigi's Mansion for sure. The Wii. Just, it's. I, I'd probably put like Final Fantasy on there. Just because like it's like this fantasy world that they, it's just different every time. And even the title of the game, Final Fantasy, I think. I mean, historically, yeah. Historically, yes. Yeah. That was a completely batshit idea that they're just like well we're going out of business let's make something else to you know yeah and cap but, it yeah and it became Whenever, an anthology yeah. series mm-hmm. yeah. when did it come when did final fantasy become triple a though is the question like six seven what would you consider i don't uh, know what six was comparatively at the time though i know? would say four four even four. but like, like the, the first the market did, was different yeah the first one sold super well so they basically made the exact same thing but with additional pen and paper type mechanics to the second one and it was mm-hmm. atrocious um and, then and they, they said put this on the wonder swan that's what people want yeah <laughs> and then they kind of corrected course with three and then didn't really do anything to up the storytelling until four and then basically everything from four on has been triple a for its time they're like crystals yo crystals yeah. for days mm-hmm that's true. Well, and to your credit, Fish, yeah, that's why I brought up 15 as an example, because I just think of that game as being yeah, incredibly just, weird. Yeah. Um, like, even yeah. for the series, that one's weird. Yes. Well, for a weird series, that. it's even weirder. I you know what's actually. But, like, 13 has a trilogy around it. There's. <laughs> yeah. You collect Pokemon. And, uh, there's time and travel. The first game's the worst of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would also but, say Crystal yeah. Chronicles, if you want to talk weird Final oh, Fantasy. Yeah. Crystal Chronicles is one that. I'm actually. I'm excited about that being re released. Me with, too. I with I think it has a chance now with online support, so you don't have to try to sucker one of your friends into bringing their Game Boy over to your house, so you can play. You know, yeah, you know, and you have Gauntlet, the attachment cable, but, right? But with Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, also, I need you to carry the bucket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> although, although objectively, to play Devil's Advocate on my own case, I could say that they could make Final Fantasy 15 extra weird because people just see Final Fantasy on the box and they go buy it. Starting a new IP is probably. Uh, more dangerous in that regard. Scary. Oh yeah, I, I think that's like one of the parts of calculated risk with Crystal Chronicles. I would bet money that pitch didn't start as a Final Fantasy game, and that they were told the only way we're going to make this thing is if you slap Final Fantasy in the name. Yep, yep. Yeah, and that's add a Moogle and ship it. And, and still, the end result of that game, as weird as it was for the series, still not that weird of a game. It's still kind of an isometric um brawler fantasy kind of game yeah yeah, it's different for the series but you know what i'm saying well you know what's weird in that game you can go into little burrows and give your moogle a haircut (laughs) (laughs) and just not weird at all that's and just spray paint them they're like yeah let's do a red stripe here you could you could give them like a little poodle cut and then tie-dye your moogle (laughs) 
What I'm trying to say is that game is fantastic. We should all play it when it comes out. Absolutely. Like I've been, I've been preaching that game forever. It's. (laughs) I'm excited to give it the real go. I never got to, so I'll totally be down to play some of that with you. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Josh is big on that shit. I'm down too. I'm down too. Um, let's plow through. Let's plow through a couple of these. Andrub zero nine sixteen says. I think it's what makes his game special, Kojima. That's where his creativity comes from. Being artistic means fully expressing your ideas no matter what other people would think of it, and it's always going to be controversial and appeals to whoever appreciates his craft. Um, and let's layer that right on with another comment that I think is, uh, I think a little, let's just say the inverse of that. Um, Daniel of DC said... Yes to the first question about divisive art, I believe. And I'd say this culture uh, he creates through his marketing is what drives his relevancy. Okay, that's Kojima. I'm sorry. He has always presented his projects as something people feel they are special for being a part of. Kojima isn't so much creating art as he's creating a religion in service of himself. Now, hold on there, Daniel. A religion in service of himself. Wow, that's a, that's a strong... Oh my god, are we in a cult? <laughs> We're in the cult of Kojima. So here's the one thing I that's interesting about Kojima that I've been watching, because I have great. I'm trying to phrase this. <laughs> People just say I'm a, a Kojima dick sucker, and I did once say that I would lick Kojima's balls and tell him it tastes like honey. But that doesn't I like mean Metal I love Gear too. <laughs> it doesn't mean I love all his games. I did not like Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, well, that's just wrong. But continue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> God damn it! You, <laughs> what? I just wanted to stop for a moment to congratulate you on your wrong opinion. Yes, I only didn't like it because it didn't have any story. If it had a lot of story, I probably would have, you know, gotten into it more. Um, but uh, the thing about Kojima that's interesting to me <laughs> is that he goes around on these. We- like, I think he he almost does himself a disservice through the magic. Like, for example, he was sending these really fancy like. Death Stranding press kits out that uh, looked really, really cool. I don't know if you guys saw those. It was like, uh, I think Rich is going to get like, he's getting an item. I can just tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, no. He's, he's just, but it, they were like these suitcases people were getting and they had like combinations on them. You had to like do this whole like game to get inside of them. And like he's, you know, you always see him taking pictures with like Jeff Keighley of the Game Awards and he has all these friends in the industry. Like, and I get like having a lot of respect and I would love to meet Kojima. I mean, he's had a huge influence on me too. But at the same time, there's like this weird level of like, you're getting too close. You know what I mean? And it's like this, it's, I, I wonder how they separate that stuff. Like, he's going on this world tour for the game before it's even released. And it's like, well, dude, you're brave because what if you released it and people hated it, you know? And then you have this world tour for your game that it's, it's a very strange thing. The, the Kojima thing he's on right now, because he's built up this clout because he was a martyr, right? Like he became a martyr after the Konami shit went down. Yeah. Um, after they realized that it's way more profitable to just make gambling machines and uh, have yes. given up on everything else they make. Like yeah, that's that's yeah. all they do anymore. <laughs> they they make nothing but gambling machines. So it's true. It's true. Well, and <laughs> ugh, Konami. But that's the and then they did that weird new Metal Gear that was just survive or whatever. That was so strange. Um, but the thing about <clears throat> uh, 
you know, Konami in this instance in Kojima in general is, yeah, he's going on, he just feels too close to people to me sometimes. So I'm just like, well, I get it, but it's also like, eh, you know, it's strange. But he believes, he believes in that much. He's on a world tour. He was on a world tour for that game when it first dropped. I saw him in New York, like cutting cakes and at this big party, like meeting fans and stuff, like the first day that game came out. And I think even he was surprised that some of the pushback he was getting from the reviews, which I thought was interesting because I'm like, Maybe this will be good for him in the long run to have a game that is more polarizing, right? Because people love the Metal Gear games. They're almost all universally lauded. He hasn't made anything that I could think of that actually gave him pushback. And then he became a martyr with Konami, and then he sort of became a god. You know, do you guys think I'm, I'm wrong there, or what am I missing? Kojima did become a god. Okay, you agree. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, though, right? Like, he... Wh whenever you're a martyr for something like that, it does sort of transform you into this next level of, like, you know, he was he was going to deal with Konami shit, and now could, Konami, like you said, is off making all this garbage, and now he has this aura about him when he goes to make his next, next project. Um, yeah. And he yeah. has all the clout from there's There's probably definitely a lot of pressure on him, I, I'd imagine, from his fans, like him not having, you know, the Metal Gear Solid series that he's, you know, um, been working on all since, you know, it, uh, I think... I can't really think of any other games that he's actually uh, developed other than Metal Gear Solid series. He, he did a couple weird ones. He did that weird... Um, oh, Zone of Enders. Right? Zone of Enders. And remember Zone that Avengers. weird game you had to take it outside, Bokkai, yeah, the Bok sun is in your hand? Game. Yeah, yeah okay. Bokkai. It was like okay. a Game Boy game. You had to actually take the cartridge outside in the sun and charge it. Um, Which is weird, yeah. Yeah, to play it. But they were seen as sort of like side... Yeah. Projects, you know. Right, right. Um to yeah, to the Metal Gear Solid series, which um yeah, he you know he had a lot, I guess, you know, as far as um I guess to lose as far as with his fans starting up a new IP like that and like for him to, you know, go a safe way might not have been the the right thing, you know? Like he, he probably had to yeah. rewire himself a little bit as far as like how 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 he wants to develop a game and you know and um having a new development team um uh with a new uh producer and everything like um i'd imagine it, it was probably tough for him and he probably felt a lot of pressure as far as like making this game so um and it, it kind of shows like he he there's a lot of like his signature on death stranding but you can definitely tell he's trying to go different places with it as well, but also kind of like not alienate his fans too much. So he has, you know, that, that concept art of all the characters and he has these weird characters as well, but like the way the game actually plays out, like it's, it's a little different, but it, yet there's, you know, there's still CQC in there. Um, so it's like, yeah, there's like weird uh, DNA imprints of metal gear. Yeah. all over it which is strange because it's you'd think it's a whole new everything but there's yeah. still things like yeah like even the way the can, character kind of feels and moves fights even like mm -hmm. some of the sounds kind of remind, yeah there's like it's got that dna that metal gear dna which is interesting that he um that he went that route comfortability 
Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to find the character. The character designer, I think, is huge because one of the things that I was thinking was pretty interesting. Uh, let's see, Metal Gear. I always forget his name, um, and I don't want to fuck it up because he deserves my utmost respect. Because as much as we love Kojima, he's not fucking doing everything. You know, what I mean, Kojima is like the brain of the project. You could say. Yeah. But there's so many amazing people that he works with. Um, and the characters in Metal Gear Solid were designed by uh, Yoshi, Yoji Shinkawa. There we go. Yoji Shinkawa. Uh, and I was looking at, his, <clears throat> at most of his work that he had done because uh, his art style is just really incredible. And that's the same thing that translates to Death Stranding. But uh, mostly he's been tied to Metal Gear. His whole career. I saw a couple things. He did Left Alive this year, which was a game that was received very poorly, but he did the character designs for that. I don't know if you guys have heard of Left Alive, but um, it's kind of a weird, weird niche game that came out. Um, he's done like some novels and stuff, uh, which is really cool, like some you know, graphic novels and stuff. But like he's mostly been tied to Metal Gear's whole life, so it was nice to kind of see him. And Zone of Enders, of course. Uh, and he just is a great artist, and that's one of the things I love most about his Kojima games and like Death Stranding. And Kojima didn't do that. Kojima ain't drawing this shit. <laughs> Even if Kojima sits down in a room and is like, uh, I, "I have this vision for the character," sort of this, this, you know, that that artist is making that come true, and Ludwig is making the music come true. So, I mean, you can give the Kojima a lot of credit for maybe being like the spearhead of the project, and that's fair. But I always like to remember that there's a lot of incredible people behind him that. Um, make these games uh, magical to me personally. So, right. Let's see. Justin Timey Wimey says you could argue he's too self-indulgent, uh, but in the same way Quentin Tarantino is, the dude is a genius, and look into his mind directly from him is pretty wonderful thing. It's almost like we allow indie projects to be overly indulgent because they're small but we don't want to see it from someone with an ambitious goal. I don't know if we don't want to see it, but we don't see it very often. Or maybe, how, what do you village, Josh? Go ahead. I think we do want to see it. I mean, like he gave examples with Tarantino there. We keep giving him money, even though his films are bizarre. Um, like, he's good, but I think the only thing that he's just, like, exceptionally great at is dialogue. Um a lot of the other stuff is just strange. It's just Tarantino-isms. Um, but, like, I think people do want to see that. We want to see stuff that's not all the same. Um, I mean, obviously, not all of us. A lot of people just hate Tarantino. But still, he's not going anywhere is kind of the, you know, what it, what it comes down to at the end there, like people still want to see that enough. People still want to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good comparison. I would think to some degree, I mean, cause c- c- that's his thing. His, his trait is dialogue. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to get into a Tarantino debate here, but I think that the metaphor is fair. I would say to Justin that I don't, I think it's tough for people because if, when you make a triple a space, you're appealing to a mass market. And it's fair to say that mass markets generally are going to want less risk-averse products. You could say that. But at the same time, there's people, a lot of people like us that... Yeah, I don't think want... it has anything to do with the audience. I think it has to do with the publishers. Because, I mean, just you mm-hmm. look at all the just garbage shit the publishers have been doing lately with, you know, 
loot boxes and everything. You need to have, you know, every game has an expansion pass these days, even whether it needs one or not. They all have, you know, you know, extra purchasable cosmetics. Like, why none of that is there because the developers just really love to do it. Like, this is just the publishing model for triple A games right now is a train wreck. Um, and I really think it's going to continue that direction for a while, unfortunately, and getting these strange, you know, weird uh, deviations from that route are just unbelievably welcome for people who are a little tired of it at this point. Yeah, and well, and I agree with you, Josh, but, and I guess what I was saying is, to, I think, to combine both of our points is the reason I felt that way is because I feel like developers are worried if they put the money into something weird and it does, it won't recoup because they don't think the audience is there for something weird. You know, I think that that's the idea, right? If they, the, the idea has to be we f- publish, um, we fund something very, very strange, it doesn't sell, we don't get our money back, we don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the logic. So if you don't have a big name you can trust or you don't maybe get good reviews or whatever it happens to be. You can be, there's some games that are weird and good. I mean, and then still don't sell very well. And that's unfortunate. Seamless yeah. re-entry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you missed a lot of good ones. I'm um, sorry. I got an emergency call from Ireland. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, no I'll, need to expound on that I'll, further. I'll, I'll explain later, but everything I just said is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting, and and look, I will enjoy Tarantino obviously a lot more than I know you do, Josh. Yeah. But like, I feel like there's an interesting comparison there to to make because for me, there's not a lot of movies I see anymore that really grab me. But I saw even even the newest Tarantino movie, which is one of my least favorite of his films, still sticks out to me because of all the other bland shit I've seen this year. Right? Hmm. Like, it's not my favorite Tarantino movie at all. It's like maybe in the middle somewhere. But I enjoyed it. Once upon a time in Hollywood. The yeah, ending, yeah. The, the last 45 minutes in particular are fucking nuts in that film. Um, but And there's a buildup to it that he earns. But what I'm saying is, even though it's not my favorite film of his, it's still like something different in a sea of films that haven't really moved me one way or the other. Um, but mm-hmm. it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, that's, a, that's a fair way to put it. Let's see. Josh RDZ. Sorry, before we go on, that's another thing. Like. Obviously, they don't have microtransactions in movies yet, but <laughs> yeah, it, the the space is very similar with the whole yearly release thing. I mean, just look at how bloated the MCU has gotten at this point. Like, they're constant. I mean, it's it's not that they're bad mm-hmm. movies; they're fine, but they're fine. Well, that's why Joker's refreshing is because Joker was basically an art. I know you weren't excited about it. Josh, <laughs> I it's a- talk about Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, no, not you too, Rich. The, the more far removed from it I am, the more I'm like, that's not a good movie. <laughs> All right, Rich, we're going to get you. It was a here. great pamphlet. Get out of here. It was, I'm like, I've seen the King of Comedy. Why did you just like slap DC branding on it? Oh, God. They're- Josh and Rich are giggling too much about this for my comfort. <laughs> I agree with you. Because he, a... he knows I'm right. I, I agree with you. It wasn't a great like, movie. Damn it. it they found movie. me out. <laughs> exceptional film. Ta- God Ta- damn it. I just pictured uh, like Todd Phillips like picking up the like poster for King of Comedy and he just takes 
like a Joker sticker and slaps it over Robert De Niro's face, and he's like, "That's the movie." <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, okay. It, <laughs> it, you, you, the treating the, in the space like Josh was saying, it's overcrowded. It's very nice for them to basically create like a dark sort of like uh, art film with those sort of trappings. I think that is interesting and good for the space. The way I put it'll... it was like, I think it's a comic book movie for people that don't like comic book movies. Well, that would be me. And my solution is then just don't see a comic book movie. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. But, but there's still, but there's but ideas maybe I think, of in fixing characters. comic book movies. Make make something that's not a comic book comic movie. book. Maybe just accept that uh, that's not a genre for everyone, and make something totally different. I mean, and it's it's well, not even I, it's yeah. not even the whole comic books as a whole, but it's that specifically the ones we've been talking about, Batman and the MCU are like the only ones that get money anymore. It's like, that's it. Um, totally. There are a ton of other interesting properties well, out there that aren't being touched. It's funny to note that in like great comic book adaptations, and this is like adaptation loosely. I think once she hit the third episode of HBO's current like Watchmen series, it's one of the best like uh, pieces of television I've seen in years. Yeah. Like it's a show that takes a while to get off the ground. It's kind of like you're saying. It like like it's a sequel. Like you're saying about Joker, Morgan, because it's not a one to one thing. They're not just trying to remake a comic that has been beloved for decades or something. They do have more freedom. That's my point. Is that there's they're able to make something interesting. They're building something new with characters that exist already. Yeah. That that's why I think it's interesting. Is because yes, you could say, well, then don't watch those movies in generally. I feel like I have to watch some of them because I need to know what's going on in the world. I just like to absorb art. And some of them are all right. Some of them, you know, like... No, yeah, I, this is not me shitting all over the MCU. Like, no, 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 a lot I, of them are the good idea. movies, but like I said, eh. that that's what keeps getting made. Like, it's... Yes. What, what are we Because that's what drives at, people to the theaters. There's 38 MCU movies now? Something like... Mm-hmm. I, I think 38. Was, I think we're at 38. Or is it 39? But I, I think what they're what gets yeah. me about those movies though is you could have interesting ideas like the Joker character, but they don't really they aren't able to able to go into it in a way like I've never actually been uh terrified of a Joker character before. Even Heath Ledger's Joker, which was incredible, he's kind of already the Joker. You get a couple lines about how he was treated as a kid, and that's pretty much it, right? I but mean amazing I, performance, but like I this was the first Joker that I was like yeah, this Joker is actually terrifying. I was and, terrified uh, of Jared Leto's Joker, but not for the reason they wanted. <laughs> Different reason. Different reason. Eh, you guys are trying to get me all upset here. Uh, Josh <laughs> RDZ said, I don't know if uh, the game part is special. What I've always found to be special is his imagination. I remember seeing all of the cutscenes for Metal Gear, and so I played Metal Gear for the first so, time. So you mean all of Metal Gear? Yeah. <laughs> And here's the four-hour sequence where Solid Snake and Liquid Snake fight on a submarine. <laughs> that was great, though. Um, oh, I, I love it. Yes, uh, you will absolutely. never hear me knock Metal Gear. And then we have to uh, crawl through an oven. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm the Josh weirdo. Did. I'm the one that actually liked the game there. So I ended up liking it's... VR missions probably even more than the first one. Because it's like, oh, I actually get to play Metal Gear now. This is what I teased you guys earlier, which I think is funny. Like, I really like the gameplay loop of Death Stranding. Yeah. But then the cutscenes come, and I think it's all Metal Gear, but it doesn't do the thing Metal Gear does, which is occasionally it reminds you that Metal Gear's stupid. And, yeah. like, Death Stranding wants me to take everything at face value, and I don't think I can 
for as long as it wants me to. Like, Metal Gear will be really fucking, it'll take itself super seriously, but then just, like, Snake will strap on an alligator mask and go hide in the fucking woods somewhere, and you'll be like, right, this is really dumb. Exactly. I've noticed that. They, they, uh, They take off any dumb cosmetics that you manage to put on yourself before those cutscenes start, so you don't end yeah. up there with a bright pink pair of sunglasses and a <laughs> and a or golden it's, well, hat. It's, it's still there in the game. It or just the doesn't otter show man that Conan turns you into. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, there there is still some humor in there. Anyway, to finish this comment, I just loved uh, what he came up with. I could have done a zombie apocalypse game or a Mad Max style world, but he came up with this. I will say. Um, that this is the first time a Kojima game has actually been interesting to me from a gameplay. Per- I love the Metal Gear games. I think they're great. Even the gameplay, I think, is great. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're just action games. They're just really well made. Um, there was The only times that he really did unique stuff to me that was... Okay, let me go back a little bit. He he would do interesting things within the confines of that, like in Metal Gear Solid 2. Here's a sequence where you just use this sensor. You walk around a room to try and look for the pacemaker in someone's... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Remember all the mm-hmm. weird shit he would do? He would take those simple ideas but do really creative things with them. Oh, here's a Nikita missile. You got to go through 18,000 vents to get to this little room to hit a generator. And we remember those sequences... Yeah. Forever. And you know? For some reason, I recently you can't saw... turn up, so you got to find ramps if you want to go up. <laughs> <Yeah>. You got to <laughs> figure this out. It's like, sorry, that that's too conspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> I I found I recently watched um some old interviews of Kojima's from like the Metal Gear Solid Two press tour, and I'm just like, we were so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I, I want to go since we kind of talked over half that comment. I want to go back to the whole um Mad Max thing, which is actually. That is 100% the feelings I've been getting, but, like, the first Mad Max, like, I have been getting Road Warrior vibes all over the place from this, and it has been getting more of a Mild Max. Oh, Mild Max? But, but yeah, it's got got that Road Warrior feeling where, like, yes, it's post-apocalyptic, but civilization is still struggling along. Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. until the second Mad Max that we're just like, okay, everyone is wearing spandex and spikes. Um, And living in the desert, yeah. yeah. Um, and that first one, there were like the cop station was still functioning. Like there was nobody in charge of it, but it was still functioning. They were still arresting people. Like the society was in the phase. Of, it was in the process of crumbling. Yeah, exactly. Like there was still grass. And, there was infrastructure. Yeah, like Road Warrior is actually, I think, one of the better Mad Max films. I mean, not as good as the latest Mad Max, but like it's it's good. It's it's really good. Mm. Um, and well, I think the the latest Mad Max has sort of the uh, advantage of knowing that it wants to build something greater going in. Yeah. Whereas like the Road Warrior just sought out to exist on its face, and it never thought it would be so deeply read into and so expanded upon. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, it, it, it didn't know it was building a map to somewhere, whereas like this Mad Max is building off of all of that and knows it wants to go somewhere further. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexander Mosier said a couple quick things, so I'll chop his comments up because he was a long one. Um, as far as divisive games, he said part of the irony of the or the hypocrisy of it is how toxic video game fandom has become. If you are on the wrong side, you'll be attacked for not supporting the changes in the medium. When Hellblade first came out, I mentioned that I was hesitant with the perma kill and restart mechanic on Facebook. Um, and a Facebook group thread, and I was viciously attacked for being part of the problem. Uh, let's see. And then he said something about Kojima here. The first game of an IP should be insanely self-indulgent or an absolute cash grab, which is fine in the free market. It is only once you get into sequels that you are officially in the fan service business. 
And the Hellblade one is an interesting one because they did hype that up outside the game a ton, and it turned out to be essentially a lie. Like, you don't end up dying. Kind of. Yeah, You don't end up dying. It's just to give you the extra tension of feeling that these video game deaths actually matter to you, Um, which was ended up being really cool. But yes, as far as as another concerned citizen of video games wasting my time, that sounded absolutely terrible. Um, That's yeah. And I have have a problem with stuff like that. Like, like you said, I, at this point in my life, I have nothing but dismay for games that don't respect my time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, like that one was a strange one because it ended up not being the case, but it still made, like, I was super worried about dying in that game. Like, more so than basically anything else I've played. Like, anyone who watched any of our Horror Month stream knows that basically anytime the first time I saw an enemy, I walked right up to him just to kind of see how he'd kill me. And that, that didn't happen in out. Hellblade. Um, I was like, yeah. yeah, I like, I, I, I was judicious about my, uh, you know, choices in that game compared to the way I usually am just playing a horror game. Um, so yeah, like it's stuff like that can really elevate how you, how you tackle a game. Like I've definitely talked about in the past, probably around the time when I was on this show, even like resident evil seven, like playing it fully through in VR changed the way I would tackle a horror game. Mm. Like never before have I creeped up so slowly on a door in a horror game. (laughs) And they had that mechanic where like, you can kind of see through the door as you're pushing on it, which only makes sense in VR. Cause I was literally peering around doors. Be like, is anything in here? Yeah. 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 Uh, Tony S said, I hate Kojima's need for Hollywood, but he does make it work without playing the game. Um, but without playing the game, it comes across as hiding a mediocre game behind a star power. Now that's not true. I will say this. He does. You, he does pull in his love of Hollywood. Uh, he, yes, he does. Uh, you know, Kojima and his is, amazing you know, friends. But I mean, like, if I was making a very cinematic kind of game and I needed actors for my game, regardless of where they're from, and I had the ability to get actors that I respected from whatever industry, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. I mean, like, who the fuck wouldn't want Mads Mikkelsen? He's incredible. Like, yeah. I just don't understand why I think, you... I think I'm right there with you on that. Like, if you have the reach to, like, be like, I can make a phone call and get fucking Guillermo del Toro in on this, like, why would you not take advantage of that? Like, that to have that talent attached to your project? That's awesome. Yeah. And it's yeah, it, it it feels more organic here. I mean, I, it, I mean it doesn't because it's a fucking Kojima game and everything feels <laughs> conspicuous. Like you don't do anything in that game that doesn't feel out of place in some way. But yeah. in that context, it doesn't feel out of place uh, because, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, you think about a lot of like the cameos and stuff in. A lot of the other AAA games, like the you know, modern warfares and stuff, you're like playing. It's all these doofus characters you've never seen before, and all of a sudden, here's a celebrity. Like we blew our budget on this one thing, whereas this feels kind of like a movie. Like uh, some Captain Price and Jonah Hill. Yeah, right. It's 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 yeah. because it's n- it's oddly enough, the few random, not not celebrities you run into feel more out of place than the actors. <laughs> yeah. Like you run into some guy and you're like, who the hell is this? Who's like, I'm watching yeah. the movie. Wait. Where, how did this guy wander in here? Where's Conan Where, O'Brien? Where's the famous guy? Yeah. 
What, what, yeah, weirdly enough, like I said, the 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 things that I thought were gonna so a lot of things I thought were gonna be so silly about the game. Weirdly enough, are some of the things that are not that weird. Like Guillermo del Toro is a really good character in the game. He doesn't seem that weird to me. He's just dead man. Also, and he, probably worth noting, Guillermo del Toro is not actually doing the voice work here. It's just his likeness. Yeah. Oh, really? Which is really yeah, strange. No. The voice. Yeah. He's I not, noticed that immediately. I'm like, work. that's not Guillermo del Toro. And I think they were pretty transparent about that from the beginning. Yeah. That, like, he couldn't stick around to do the full project, but they did use his likeness for the character. Huh. Well, I, that's disappointing. More than anything, <laughs> I think, like, looking at what this game is, I'm really disappointed we're never going to see what that Silent Hills game... Uh, oh, my God. Hey, right? We could. That, we could. That is still if, the best horror game, game, like, ever. Mm-hmm. And it's we could, the yeah, best yeah. horror game we'll never get. Yeah, we no, we could though. Like this, this if this game it will do. I mean, do not well exactly enough, but like, that, but like the the minds behind it could get together to make yes. something. So. Make and make a horror game in the same vein. Yeah. You just can't use the Silent Hill IP. And I, I would love for the two of them to kind of meld their minds to make a new horror IP together. Right? I think that would yeah. be amazing. Exactly. Quiet, quiet, like call it something else. Like instead of Silent Hill, like quiet. Um, also, I mountain. really hate the product. Pl- <laughs> I really hate the product placement in Death Stranding. But at the same time, there's something I think is secretly hilarious that, like, I-, I don't know. I guess Monster Energy won the corporation war in the apocalypse, and they just own half the Earth now. Well, it, it, I, we, we thought, talked okay. about this last so week. I thought it was so strange that you refill your canteen by going and standing in a river. Well, yeah, because that implies that implies that, that, that the Monster, Monster Energy, Energy is just is just sludge. You're just you're just getting whatever muck you can <laughs> no, you can scrape up off the bottom of a riverbed. I think Eric and I talked about this last week. And I told him my, in my head cannon, you have a powder on you, and you put it in your and canteen you shake and it, it up. turns the yeah you shake it up and it, it's like crystal light but for monster yeah. energy, <laughs> crystal light monster. Um, uh, that's a good segue to actually talk about Death Stranding now finally because obviously we can't help it. But I will say the Black Lotus said this is a good way to end it. And I don't even if I don't agree with it, I want to be able to have all sides here. He said maybe that's what happens to Kojima when a major studio that's been backing him for over a decade decides to fire him. I don't know, just saying about him being overindulgent. We'll never know what happened or too indulgent. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, and I think that's what I was telling Josh and you left, Rich, is that he to me he became a martyr. I was using this metaphor for people in the industry, like uh, our beloved uh, Jeff Gersman, who like was a, a fairly well known critic, but he Gersman became a game, martyr baby. after the after the Cayman Lynch thing and because you're like people could rally behind oh this guy's not gonna care how much money he's getting he's still gonna be honest you know and like I feel like Kojima sort of became a martyr when he left Konami it it became like this degree of like you said speaking of like Jeff particularly like Jeff became this pillar of like journalistic integrity like this guy who said like no I'm not changing it because you told me to the game lies where the game lies and the same thing being with Kojima he didn't want to follow and stick to the rules of the big corporation. He wanted to make the thing he wanted to make. Now, is that 100% yeah. the story? Probably not, but we're never going to get that story. But that's the legend. His ge- He had such a crazy idea that Konami was like, no, we're going to make our shitty uh, Palinka machines, and that's the way it's going to be. And then and they kicked their brilliant creator out because his ideas were too radical for Konami. That's a good uh, point. <laughs> to me, uh, Metal Gear 6 will always be that glorious pachinko machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What did I say, Palinka? Palenta? I think you said Palenka, which makes no sense. Thing these days. <laughs> pachinko. <laughs> <laughs> I realized as I like, as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I just said. 
Um, but you know, but you knew what I was talking about. So yeah, no, we were on the same page. That's kind of like Kojima. Even if it doesn't completely make sense, you know what he's trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. As as I always say about Kojima, I get the gist of what you're saying. Can we just wrap the cutscene up? No, no. See, that's that's where we're gonna start this thing off on fire, on fire. (laughs) Because my biggest issue with the games, I'll, I'll start with some criticisms. Because last week I have a lot of you know nice things I want to say about the game, but let's just for the sake of uh, playing devil's advocate, I'll get into some criticisms first. Devil's avocado. I am like 15 hours into the game, and I still have not beat. I have done play this game so much, I still haven't finished chapter three. I haven't seen a cutscene in like five hours or something. Here's the thing, Sounds and glorious. I'll say to to gauge where I'm at for people who have played, because without any context. Even with context up to this point, what I'm about to say makes no sense. I just fought the squid. Or octopus, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, that's okay. where I am. Chapter two. End of chapter two. I beat it. Everyone was really excited that I threw my urine at the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they, they want to throw me a party. And see, that's what I expected from the Kojima game. Uh, Troy Baker shows up, dresses as this crazy villain. He says a bunch of cool nonsense. A squid comes out of the ground. I throw my urine at it. It's epic as hell. I'm climbing on buildings. <laughs> and, then I, and then I traverse a mountain for an hour, and I get more of that. But it hasn't been that at you all. You know what impresses me about that? And I, I, I need to start a new save because you can't go back to re-experience it. I didn't think to try to just, instead of using one of the grenades, to just directly pee onto the squid. To see what happens. <laughs> like, find a good ledge. Yeah, just, just like, just prop myself up on top of one of the buildings. Just see if I could pee on the squid. That'll, that'll be a playthrough, too. Yeah, no, like, there is no way that is not happening at some point in my future. Is me finding out, yeah. finding yeah. out what happens when you pee on the squid. We gotta, these are the questions that need answering, and you're the man to do it. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> knowing Kojima, that's not out of the question. I mean, he'll put that much effort into his games as He'd far as weird. Like, it's not how I envisioned you defeating it, but we want to leave all possibilities on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I'm the only person here who's pro fucking Kojima cutscene. It's like that scene in Jurassic Park. He's like, the only one on my side is the blood sucking lawyer. <laughs> well, see, I I wouldn't say I'm like not pro Kojima cutscene because I'll watch Metal Gear. So- uh, cutscenes until the cows come home, and I think for the most part, uh, these cutscenes I'm with it. But then it sort of gets to a point where one, I feel like sometimes it's too much; it's taking itself too seriously, a little bit too self-indulgent. And then two, it tries to really pound everything over your head, and I feel like Metal Gear trusted its audience a little bit more than Death Stranded does. I, I, I goes to great I believe that Kojima always. I, I I was talking to somebody about that this week, and I don't think that he took Metal Gear any less seriously. I think it was us. I think as we thought it was less serious well, because you could get no cardboard box. It, it took, you know, but I think three it games a little bit more. We finally whimsy. realized that, oh, this is just a satire of 80s action yeah. movies. But there hasn't even been enough cutscenes to even for me to even really condemn it in that way weirdly enough like there hasn't been that well, many uh, but i think um, that's kind of the issue like every yeah. cutscene that has shown up it ends and i know less than i knew before it started i have more questions yeah and, and again like i'm not trying to condemn it at all i'm just saying this is my experience thus far yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. i don't want to speak in like broad platitudes on this or anything because i want to see this game through to the end i yeah. am going to see this game through to the end and then we I'll have to it. know what happens. We have to know. I have what? to know 
uh, you know, BB's origin. Like, where where does BB come from? Oh, I love BB. Mm-hmm. BB BB means a lot to me. You ever like sometimes forget BB's there when you're on a nice cathartic walk, and then you're in the river and BB cries and you feel bad. She doesn't cry all, for all me, the time. Alyssa. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> all, every day, man. Every day. That's what that's what happened when I used to go on walks with fish. We'd be going through the mountain, and I just hear crying, and I look over and see fish weeping. And I'm like, the ghosts are here, and I don't have to go. I have to rock fish. I have to pick fish up and rock him back and forth until his six pack starts stops trembling. Um, no, is one. It's one of those weird things where like. I love all the cutscene stuff so far because I know it's going somewhere where it's going to be explained. I don't need it to make sense, but I just like the ideas and the concepts that they're throwing at me, and I love you know, the 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 capture work and stuff. I give yeah. it I give it all an A minus seven A plus because I think there are some restraints there, but sure. as far as production values, um, but. And- and like I was saying, I think the gameplay loop is kind of what I like the most. Like this weird, almost mosaic. Of like, first off, I'll say this is hands down the most beautiful game on the PS4. Like, well, I, 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 I in my opinion, I just think like the landscapes are so fucking like the scale of everything is beautiful, and I kind of just like walking through the environment, yeah. the art, and essentially listening is, to these yeah. playlists that Kojima made for me while I lay ladders across ravines. Yeah, like the art style definitely is because you've got so many just bizarre things going on. Like it looks, you can tell it's a post-apocalyptic world, but it's not a boring post-apocalyptic world. Like it's, it's like despite it being kind of barren, but like it's it's it like feels that way by design and not in a bad way. Well, that you'll see like completely supernatural elements here and there. I mean, they're not supernatural. It's just. You know, technology that's so live. far advanced, it's magic. Like, um, they just kind of start to stand out. Like, just... Well, it, it almost gets yeah. into, like, the way, like, Dead Man as a character will sort of explain to you. Be like, hey, listen, a lot of these things, we're not 100% sure how they work because yeah. we've lost the records and, like, all these scientific records. Like, we know how BBs work, but we're not really sure where they came from initially because we just don't have the records anymore. Although, I do, like... Yeah, I've been obsessed with like reading all the emails and stuff because there's yeah. some <laughs> weird shit in there. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, this is apparently BBs are from like stillborn mothers it, or no, um, uh, brain dead mothers, brain dead mothers. No, no, they, they use the term that might have been. It was still, it wasn't stillborn. It was like, uh, still death or it, it's almost. I think is it the mothers die while they're pregnant, but they no, they're brain get, dead. They're they're just brain uh, dead. It, think- oh, that's all it is. Yeah, but she's but it's very specific. Like they have to be brain dead with their baby at a very specific time in the pregnancy process. I think they said it's like twenty eight weeks or so, or yeah, something like that. And then and the then baby gets can... put in that pod, but it, like it simulates the womb, but the baby's caught between the world of the dead and the world of the living. But but that's a cool video game thing because like if the mother's brain dead and the baby's not already there. The idea that she can the baby can feel ghosts is ludicrous, but. Kind of cool, ludicrous to me because at least there's like a, a fantastical explanation I, to it that's somewhat. That is the longest way like I've it. ever heard to say just ludicrous. That was ghost you, baby. You were so close well, to saying it correctly there, and then you wandered it's off. It's the for kind about of ludicrous seconds. that doesn't bother me because I, I like that they went through this idea that the mother's trapped in a brain dead state. So like, where is her soul or her mind, or her brain or whatever you want to play with her those soul ideas? Is with Mad Mickelson. Well, 
We'll find it. Oh, here we go. Well, this this is also cool too. I found this out. Okay, BTS. This is this is the kind of shit I love how he put into the work. Is because you know every time BTS coming after you, you see their hands on the ground. Yeah. So there's this email that says 2.4 million years ago, Homo habilis started to craft stone tools. Hands are so very important, don't you think? Our other sensory organs passively interpret data. Josh was laughing about that. Um, passively interpreting data. Um, our eyes light, our ears sound, our noses smell, and our mouths taste. But hands, hands are different. To touch requires conscious action, to grasp more so, to connect that which is in our left hand with which is in our right. And the handprints we see when the BTs seek out humans, why I'd say that's just evidence that their otherworldly friends are yearning for a connection. So literally, just those creepy hands actually have like 10 different layers of meaning with like gameplay loop and like maybe trying to forge a connection and the game's about connect. There's like 10,000 stupid things in that email. I love it. I just love like this is gonna be being a dick whenever somebody gives like a long explanation like that was like well you know that's one way to look at it but sometimes a hand is just a hand <laughs> that that's totally something if you want to suck the fun out of it fine you know what I do what it boils down to is Kojima not being a foot guy <laughs> he's like we'll talk about foot fetishes later it's like well yeah he I need have I need prints of something in the mud to terrify the people but I just don't want to see that many feet feet don't do it for yeah. me. Hands uh, it is. What do, you, what do you think I am? A Nickelodeon executive? <laughs> uh fish, how far are you? Uh my quiet fish. Were you energized yet? Um I'm up to I think where Rich is at where I did the thing at the at the lake. Um and after that uh You did I the thing it. at the lake. With the, be- yeah. the squid. I have with to assume squid. we're at the end of chapter two. I assume I'd I'd like to think I am because I'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah, because at, at the pacing between the episodes, I guess, was a little weird. As far as like the first one was just like, oh, you got to a city, congratulations. That's the end of episode one, and then episode two is like this long drawn out thing. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I I wish there was actually more character development, and I feel like this game is just being dragged on a lot more further than I understand this game's just made longer as far as like I guess it being more cutscenes oh. so you're on my side more cutscenes that's what you want <laughs> sort of I, I actually the thing I liked about Metal Gear was or Metal Gear Solid was like the dialogue you would have between characters in codec and you mm-hmm. would get to learn these all these characters through that codec like it was like you felt a bond with those characters. You could feel that uh, Snake's bond with, you know, Meryl or uh, Campbell or, you know, Master Otacon. Miller. Uh, it, uh, even Otacon, yeah. Uh, but he would, like, I, I kind of miss that kind of storytelling that he had going for himself as far as the codec went for the Metal Gear Solid series was that was a great way of storytelling that was a great way of character development and I feel like he's missing kind of that sort of device in this game even though it is well, an apocalyptic is, yeah, there, there is a codec though yeah, I mean they call you but it uh, yeah. oddly enough it's not like it, it wasn't Metal Gear no exactly. it, do, it doesn't. That, that's actually an issue because they talk to you while you're doing stuff which is good Unless you need to pick something up, because as soon as you go into the menu, it just stops what they're saying. Like, Which it, is hard, right, does it? Right. Yeah. And that yeah. happens almost every time, because it'll be like, as you start a mission, 
And of course, right then, you need to fiddle with your gear to start heading out. And so you'll yeah. interrupt what they're mm-hmm. saying and then forget what they're saying by the time it comes back. And like, it, I don't know weird, what the yeah. tech required to do this would be, but I would love to just have them keep talking while I'm in the menu. I also yeah, wish yeah. there were a faster way to optimize your, your carrying. Like, well, you know, when you pick something up at the ground and it happens to put it in like the worst fucking spot. I wish you could just hold the button to like auto optimize everything yeah, I on mean, you. The optimizing is all right. You can just go in there and push the one button, but also it's not. I just optimize it all myself because otherwise you end up with these weird spots. Um, pro tip here. They don't tell you this. There's not an easy way to reorder a list, but you can drop something on the ground and immediately pick it up. Like it's not out of your inventory. It's just in your inventory on the ground. I, w- I was telling the guys this earlier this week. So if you, want to fix that you just select everything you want above the item you just picked up move it to the ground then select it move it back above that new item um even if you're doing a loadout in the bunker like you can assign things to be on the ground in your loadout and then pick them up when you're out (laughs) yeah which seems like a, a waste like I mean, it took me a while to even figure out that like if you have your bike in the garage that you could assign stuff on there because I was like that's yeah. really annoying. Yeah, you I can have to assign, put this on my back you can it to and then go put it on, on the bike that, uh, on that platform. Yeah. It's well, that's another issue that the game. One of my my two major issues with the game is one pacing, which I I agree with Fish on to a degree, but I don't think it's the character issue. I think it's just the lack of like it'll get, you'll get more of it. Like I've like for example, one of the characters yeah. I do really like is Mama. And you see a lot of her. What a sentence! You, when you when you see a lot of her when you go to pick, I'm probably farther than you guys, but I I see a lot of her when you when you go to pick up like missions and stuff like that. She'll she'll warp in, and I haven't seen her met her in person yet, but yeah, um, she'll warp in and How, talk to you. Who have you really met in person at this? Dude, point? that's the fucking. But here's you the weird like thing: I know people, people in person. That's like. <laughs> How about, uh, again, Guillermo del Toro's character, Dead Man, a million times, despite knowing about your phobia, goes in for the handshake, and the first time he goes in for the handshake, he goes, well, it doesn't matter, because I'm not really here anyway. Why'd you go for the handshake? Did you fucking forget? <laughs> What's That's uh, the well, other it's thing. It's not that. The it's holograms not that in this bad. game can interact with stuff or cannot, just depending on the whims of what's happening. It's poltergeist there. rules. Yeah. Exactly. Like they, yeah. Exactly. They follow pol- poltergeist rules. They they either do or don't, just depending on how they feel at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. No, that's life, you know. Which um, I mean, yes. look, just, I to, what? Okay, this is what I know, and this is what gets me really excited about continuing with the game is that I have I have trusted sources. I know someone that reviewed the game um, for a magazine that I talk to a lot, and she told me that the second half of the game is like. To- drastically different cutscene, chapter length, everything, which kind of frustrates me with my my major issue with the pacing because I've been on chapter three for what feels like a year, and I lo- I like playing the game. I I've heard just- three is the longest stretch of the game. Is it okay? Okay, that has and that which is weird because if the game has like sixteen chapters, that means they're just gonna start flying by. And I'm for, like, what yeah, the fuck? For, to my understanding, is three is like eight to ten hours on its own. It is easily eight to ten hours, and it's and the the nicest thing I can say about the game is even though it has now officially cemented the pacing of the game as a criticism for me, um, I like playing the game. I like playing the game a lot. Like I, I don't know why you gave me that look, Josh. I just want 
a balance. I no matter what the if the game has a story I'm interested in, I want a balance. Now it's weird because he's trying to work a story into something about a guy delivering shit, but the stuff you start delivering gets weirder and weirder and weirder, which is interesting. And even some parameters, like without spoiling stuff for you guys, I just did a mission where I had to carry an object with my hand from point A to point B. I could not put it on my back, so I had to hold it in my hand, right? And also it was right a very short distance, but it was covered with BTs, and I figured out how to avoid BTs pretty easily. Could well, you put it say. down? Yes, you could put it down. You just can't put it on your back. You can't put it on your back. Okay. Um, Because of the nature of the object. But what was crazy about how tense it was is I'm sneaking through this BT area, and I've just learned how to really avoid them for good, even though it's kind of annoying that the BT points at the bad guys, but sometimes you have to move your camera to see the thing because it's like flapping in directions you can't quite see. But, um, and... I was tense because I stopped to breathe and I'm on a hill and he just starts to slip and slide down the hill Ugh! and he slides like 10 feet and he drops the item and all the ghosts around me are like, Ugh! and I pick it up real quick and I hold my breath <gasps> and I'm just like praying that, and, and I survived. They, it didn't trigger the thing, but they were starting to get, you know, frazzled up and I was fucking, my heart was beating. Did, I was like, oh my did God. Did BB get upset? BB, BB did not get upset enough to start crying. Thank Thankfully, because that would have fucked me over. I just, when you say, like, the items get more ridiculous, I'm just picturing, like, absurdist levels. I'm like, Sam, we need you to transport this Fabergé egg, and you can only hold it between your ass uh, cheeks. Dude, I want to ruin stuff for you guys so bad, and I'm not going to because it's part of the magic. Mm. But I just, I just transported something so weird, and I just, like, the whole time I was doing it, I'm like, this is either the greatest, no, this is the greatest. It's just weird. Um, and I hope that they keep going with that idea. You know, of like, because if you're just delivering boxes the whole time, it's going to get boring. But like, I took wheat to like, have you guys done the farm, the timefall farm yet? No. Okay. I'm way past you guys. Then. Um, well, so let's, let's transfer there. Um, anyways, the pacing is supposed to get better. That's what I, that's what I hear. But I am actually enjoying the game, which is odd because I, some I've of, never I enjoyed know, anything. So I'm with you. I, <laughs> I want to know, and, and I can get into why. So it's not like a blanket statement, but one thing that I found fascinating about this game, and this happened to me last night is, so I was going through this area, right? It was this crazy new BT area. And I'll tell you this all without spoilers. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to go through here with my motorcycle. I'm like, I love that fucking motorcycle in the game because it has this weird tactile feel to the tread and you can kind of lift up on the wheelie and you can jump with the vehicles jump, which is a Kojima kind of a thing. It's totally, totally. Kojima. Mm -hmm. um, and that's to prevent you from like getting stuck in weird crevices and stuff because as as clunky as it can feel sometimes i've never gotten stuck in this game at all not one time have i gotten stuck in the environment and there's so weird. much room too because like the way yeah. you can move things and stuff like and even in like the early hours like i've driven that goddamn tricycle across ladders yes that's what i was gonna say i went around this weird path bounced my way up this rocky uh, path, put a ladder down and drove my motorcycle up the ladder and i found this secret way to get to where i was going to and i was like that's what he wanted the game to be. He wanted me to find my own way to get around it if I wanted to. And every time I've been able to do that, uh, it's, it's felt pretty good. And, so. and also, like, there's something even to that. As much of a commentary as it is, I still get off on the goddamn likes. Like, I, I logged in today really briefly just because I had been gone for a week. And I put, like, a bridge near the starting area under over one of those biver, bigger rivers. Mm -hmm. And it had been spammed with, like, 3,000 likes. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's cool i mean and like but likes help because if you increase your handler rating then you get better shit so it does matter it's not like an empty thing if it was just likes for the sake of well likes. you know it's supposed to be that commentary of them like they only have the value yeah, we yeah. assign to them well 
But I, but I love that he's it's such a modern thing, you know. Monster Energy drinks and fucking likes, you know. But it, it's if you think about it, as stupid as the monster Monster Energy thing seems, like I work with people every day that do deliveries at my side job that are chugging monsters to get through the day. It's not that weird to think that a guy delivering packages in a futuristic world would be chugging energy drinks. It's really not that strange. Mm-hmm. It's just strange because consoling a fetus. And well, that part's a little strange. future looks great. <laughs> future is bright, friends. Yes. The best part is the Mad Mickelson flashbacks that he can get through the fetus when he plugs do in. Do you think the an- do you think the amniotic fluid in the uh, BB uh, container is Monster Energy? No. no uh, okay, no. so definitely yes. No, 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 no. We don't. <laughs> BB is better than that. All right, and BB is great. But and BB keeps doing like a shock abroad. It's wearing a sideways cap. Dude, BB the other day when I consoled it. Gave, like it burped hearts. Have you guys seen it do that? Mm-hmm. It uh, yeah, the little heart hearts. bubbles. I've seen that. Yeah. Yes, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, but I want to know seriously: Have you guys had any experiences with um, like uh, the the connection aspect of the game, which is a huge part of it? Like, because I was telling Josh that there's so much shit in my world um, that people have built. Like, I want to know if you guys yeah. have any stories like running into stuff people built that's been helpful or seeing stuff like that. You know, because that's a big part of the game. Pretty useful tethers. I've seen a lot of the bigger bridges early on. I've seen some pretty good ladder setups. Yeah. Um, nothing like outlandish, but I've definitely seen stuff that I've spammed likes on because it did like genuinely help me out. Yeah. The weirdest one I've had so far is has not been an item itself, but I don't know if you've noticed this. Whenever you go to the map, it'll have like a heat map for routes to different places. Um. And one of the routes that I laid down was like the first time someone had decided to take this particular path around a camp and then up the backside of a mountain somewhere. And it was mm-hmm. like, because it was the first one, people saw it there and I've been getting spammed about people taking my route, which doesn't get you a lot of likes, but like just the sheer number of notifications I get for it. Has just, it's just been it's a lot, constant. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, I can go around that way and kind of skip this whole deal. Um, and that, That's neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm more of a leech. I use other people's connections. I haven't made much of my own. I also I did do. There's a bridge. Mules. I <laughs> God mules. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing in the game that I. I think it's sure. the best part. I think it's so absurdist. It's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> it's the only thing with a straight face that's hard for me to like wrap my head around people being addicted to delivering packages. And, they, and today I was dope. just running for a mule and he sucked a huge package off my back and I was like, "You motherfucker." I was t- <laughs> That was mine. Well, no, think think about that conceptually like how amazing that is. Like, okay, so these like they don't spell it out for you, but I love the idea of that backstory. It's like, okay, so these guys were porters and then they just got addicted to, like, the dopamine spike from getting likes. So now they just, like, live in the woods and hoard packages. Well, it's a little more involved than that. Like, they go into the idea that they were replaced by, like, I think machinery at first. Mm. And then eventually, and so they already had this grudge against that. And then this, but there, there's something, there's probably a good email about it that I'm missing. I'm sure there's <laughs> but, multiple good emails about yeah. it. Let's say, I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying it's... I had this... That was the first big fight I got into. I wandered into a mule camp I didn't need to be into, Mm -hmm. and I was covered in packages, so they're just grabbing them all, and I just, like, got into fist fights, which, I'll say this much, before, like, true weapons come in, I know there are guns at some point. Yeah. Um, the fist fights don't feel good. 
Like, it's just so... Yeah, the fist boom, fights boom, boom, themselves yeah. don't feel great. The combat is bizarre because it's actually way deeper than it looks like. Like I, like you said, the first camp I went into, I'm like, okay, let's kind of see how this works. And I fought one guy and it kind of sucked. And then his 15 really friends decided to come fight me as well. And I, I don't know about the lower difficulties, but at least on, on hard, they don't give you space. They don't come no. in one at a time. No. You will get bum rushed by all 15 of them at the same time. And, and I just got destroyed. Guys with- um, they're bigger guys that it's hard to break their guard too yeah um yeah well those ones you have to use the strand to like well yeah well I, yeah like the parrying in this game is extremely strong also just throwing your shit at them is really strong uh if you pick up like any any equipment or um packages that you have if you like equip them to your hand and then do an attack and then let go of your grip hand while you're doing the attack you'll just hurl that shit right at their face and you can or even you can if you knock don't them let out. go um, you're just bashing them in the head with a suitcase mm-hmm. and there's something pretty good about that the, too yeah the issue i wouldn't having is different than that josh i i agree the cqc is very simple it's effective though like i've taken out 30 guards by going square 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 and it's very unsatisfying though because you just kill a bunch of guys by punching them and kicking them and it's kind of stupid um, i still think you need the to issue turn it on to hard like it it's serviceable, yeah. but not rewarding, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, so the issue I had was the first camp I took over, I was in love with it because there was only three guards, and I snuck in the grass, Horizon style, choked them from behind. I'm like, fuck yeah, the stealth in this game is great. I took their packages. Mm-hmm. I was like, but then like the bigger the camps got, they're like detecting me before I get in there, and their 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 vision is great. I feel like I can't sneak up on anybody, and I'm well, frustrating the shit out of me. I, I know. I, I told you they explained this in the game, but just since, in case you haven't found that yet, we'll, we'll go ahead and get over, talk about this now. This is actually part of the lore thing, because they are... Uh, delivery junkies they're not scanning for you they're scanning for delivery tags they want to find out where that you know sweet sweet delivery is going so they can they can steal it from you and deliver it so if you come onto their turf with a package that needs to be delivered they will zero in on you instantly um yeah and so you can actually uh, you you can like set up traps for them and stuff by like um heading into their uh, territory, dropping any packages you're actually carrying, and then, like, kind of setting up, you know, in some grass or some rocks behind Choke them. points or something. Yeah, like and, like, as they come in and try to pick up your stuff, you just, you know, take them out all, like, one at a time as they kind of trickle in there. Yeah, I even saw people saying, like, if you know you're going to be going into a mule camp, like, stop a little ways beforehand, build a post box, put all your stuff in your private locker. Yeah. And then sneak yeah, into the yeah, camp, and then you well. can actually oh. stealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that's why they're seeming. Yeah, okay. like chapter yeah. three, or is it chapter? It's chapter three where you start. One of the pieces of equipment you actually get is equipment that has a uh, a delivery tag on it. So they will come track down that equipment, so you can use it to uh, to lure them and not like have to bait. worry about. Yeah, it's like bait, so you don't have to worry about them actually getting your real deliveries. But so you can lure them around and stuff. Which I do I do like that the game doesn't emphasize death, like violence from people because like It's mostly when stranding. They, <laughs> when they it's true. Whenever they <laughs> capture you, for example, like they beat you up and take your well, stuff. I had this happen once. They don't kill you. They, they just leave you. you. 
Because they need to deal with your body. Uh, oh, otherwise, yeah. that's part. Yeah, that's true. Also, which is part of also, your lore. if you kill them, it- you'll have to take care of their body. Like if you uh. instead of just doing the normal, you know, normal combat that'll just knock them out or whatnot. If you decide to just run someone down in your truck, because why don't you? Um, yeah. Like at the, yep, as soon that. as you get back to town, you're gonna get a mission that's like. Take care of the fucking body, asshole. Like, you absolute <laughs> buffoon. Like, yeah. Damn, I need to not do that anymore. Also, Shit. worth noting, uh, in a more literal sense, they can't kill you. Yeah. Is Because lore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, yes, yes. And that's not a spoiler. You just kind of... That's very there. early on that's talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they... God, there's a lot to unpack there. I think if I could enjoy that aspect of taking the bases down more, I'd even enjoy the gameplay more. Because I even went up on a watchtower, tried looking around, and it didn't help me at all. I still felt like I was just dead meat. I was like, I just... I haven't got a good grasp of that yet, but I've had good moments where, like, a guy threw an electric spear at me in my truck and <laughs> knocked me out. Naturally. And just, <laughs> you know, the, the, the mule people and, you know, defla- you know, there's some cool... There's more there than you'd think there would be, but... It's you gotta kind of dig into it, and it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's not strange. it's not on the surface. Like all the interesting stuff there is the the stuff that's like you kind of figure out about the systems just like when you think about it logically instead of what they're actually telling you. Like the little bit mm-hmm. of combat info they give you is just boring. It's like enough, it's the it's enough to get by, yeah. but it's not going to be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to punch and punch and kick everyone the rest of the game? You can, you, but yeah, exactly. Ugh. But it's not interesting, like you're saying. It's not like you're not doing anything well, fun. Th- like there's like even the dodging is weird. Like it's it's not just like a dodge button. It's like it's got its own weird controls. And it's 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 bizarre. Like there's there's depth to it, but it's not. It is not the path of least resistance. Like you can just kind of spam square, like you're saying, and just you know pummel your way through there. But it's Give him a little square up. Yeah, it, it it's it's not the best. Yeah, they um yes yes I agree I agree with that. Um, God damn it, I lost my I lost my fucking train of thought. That's okay. There's too many trains of thought going on in my head right now. When I'm there's when a lot I'm thinking to think about, about when it comes to this game. There is and if that's one that's something I was trying to tell somebody this week is like I was talking to him over and over about it. They're a friend of ours, uh, Daniel, who was, he just went and YouTubed all the cutscenes, which I was not a huge fan of. And I was messing with him. And I was like, <laughs> how dare you cheat? You don't know the context of this experience. You cheater. Um, but like, even people I know that are like weirded out by it or tr- like, they can't stop talking about it because it's just fascinating. Like everything about it to me has been so like I don't even normally listen to like a lot of review podcasts, but like I listen to a hundred Death Stranding because I couldn't stop like absorbing information. more information. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's weird, and it's one of those things that's like so hard to explain to people that are not don't have some understanding. Like uh, the day before I left on my trip, my brother in law, uh, I was talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, what have you been playing lately?" Because he's he's more of like a lapsed gamer, and like I started Death Stranding, and he's like, "Oh, what's that?" I'm like, "I have a flight in like three hours. I don't have time to explain to you what Death Stranding is." <laughs> <laughs> it will work. Yeah, that's 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 true. I mean, I I was trying to see if there's anything in my emergency. Whoops, I hope that plays well on the podcast. I had my emergency things. I was like, if I forget these things, I'm gonna be pissed off. I will just say that the 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 connection stuff that Kojima touted actually has been working a lot in my game to the point where I see shit all over the place that has 
helped me out quite a bit. And it, and the naysayer would say, well, if you just had people making stuff for you, isn't that taking the challenge of the game away? But that's not really how it works because the the you know the environment is your enemy. So and I think that's the most can... interesting mechanic is that stuff. Like there's something like that feels like a, a different type of rewarding to being like instead of. Being like, well, I need to bring all these ladders. It's like, well, I can bring less because I'll probably encounter some stuff other people have set up. Yeah, and I'm well, just gonna kind of, but like, t- yes, yes, like, like I bet if someone else has found a good way around this, like the, there'll already be a ladder there or something. But also, like, there'll be a route. Yeah, it it also feels yes. like you kind of owe everybody else. Like, well, I'm I don't want to be the lazy asshole who's not helping <laughs> here, and so like. You'll sometimes just like, oh, let, let's carry some extra supplies with me so I can help repair a bridge or something. If somebody yeah. built something that's really useful, because because it's not just that someone builds something there and it's there permanently, like because of it the, needs to be maintained. Yeah, because of the 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 particular apocalypse in this game, like it's sort of like an ongoing thing, and everything because it needs rains repairs. Time. Um. So yeah, fish. Have you been helping other players? Have you been assisting other players with your? Uh... Um. Well, I like the motorcycle a lot at the beginning. So as soon as I got that uh, charging station, I put down a charging station right where my motorcycle was low on battery, and I figured it, maybe people will, uh, you know, follow the same route that I was going, mm-hmm. and they would be, they would see this destination as kind of like the mecca to get to on their bike. Yeah. So, are you yeah. chewing gum on the podcast? Um, that is a cardinal yeah. sin. Of po- I can hear the smacking and the <laughs> Yes, This is an entire pack of Big League Chew. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Blood pressure I'm surprised. <laughs> you Smack noticed. Smack way through it. I got a motorcycle. Okay. I was interested in your story, but it was just... I was like, what is that sound? Oh, he's chewing gum. Uh, yeah, so in conclusion, <laughs> podcast, come on, podcast. Okay, but, so did you yeah. get a lot of likes on your generator? Was it hot? Was um, it I haven't checked it since I actually built it, so um, that was last night, so. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the story had no end. Great finish. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to leave it open to interpretation. <laughs> uh, and it was either beloved by all or ignored. Exactly. Yeah, I next time I, no, on Sword yeah. <laughs> Are are you guys having as much issues as I am with like the menus and the UI and stuff? Because I find the menus to be like way too com- convoluted. Like, uh, like okay, I got to hold X to get through this, but if I have to pick the item first and then make sure I put it on the exact part of the body, which I know is part of the game, but then you can. It, there's a lot, and the menu reading it. They're not ideal. Is, like, They're not ideal. Hard to it's uh, read. It, like like I was saying earlier, trying to give tutorials of it. They are not intuitive, but once you get them, they're extremely functional, is the thing. Like, there's an awful lot you can do with them yes. that is not obvious from the beginning, which but, is kind of, yeah, that's, yes. that's the whole game. That's the... Doesn't do a great job of explaining yeah, it Yeah, like, the combat is like that. The traversal is like that. Like, everything about the game gives you just the bare bones, okay, this is how you can get through this, but then doing anything else with it, it... They give you the options, but they don't tell you. And the, and the UI is the same way. Um, yeah, agreed, yeah. Which is, yeah, and that doesn't mean the depth's not there. It's just kind of overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, you, like, you uh, have to futz around no, with was, it to figure it out yourself is kind of yeah. what it comes down to. Which, 
it's not the end of the world. It's a love-hate relationship. I like yeah. games that allow me to explore that stuff, but it can also be I frustrating. Think, I know? think they could have done more because the whole using the ground as space to organize your inventory is not something... I didn't figure that out until like hours into the game. Um, and yeah. like that's kind of a, a core mechanic. Like just use the yeah. ground, dummy. Like of course you can set down a package and then pick it back up. Why couldn't you do that? But it's because the so, simplest answer is often the one. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's that you avoid. We're used to other games where you set something down and it disappears. But that's not. Yeah, that's not this game at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In fact, like you need to set stuff down a lot if you're using like the container repair spray, mm-hmm. like because it's not like I can just be like well, on my back. I, w- I wish I could. <laughs> you you can. Can I? You can. Oh god damn it! Whenever you pull I, out, it, <laughs> you can. You, you can turn it spray, around. Hit square. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, hit square. You ever say something, and it'll it'll flip that can around, and you can hit the stuff on your back. I should tell you, by the way, as I was saying it, I was like, it's definitely just me and you definitely can do it. Because now that I'm saying it out loud, like, there's no way able to there's do that? no fucking way. <laughs> I just I was tired. I <laughs> when I, the, the bulk of the game I played, yeah. you should be aware, was I couldn't sleep the night before I was going on this flight. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah. I'll just play Death Stranding and then sleep on the plane. Two hours is plenty of sleep for a full day of doing stuff, right? Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, no, it's yeah, but I feel it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a game that for me, like I've been able to enjoy enjoy it more when I can just put away some time for it because everything it just asks. It's a game that asks more of your time and more of your attention. It and needs your full that, attention, and a lot of games yeah. today don't need that. Yeah. It definitely does, and that's part of the satisfaction of it. Like whenever you sit there for a couple yeah, hours making deliveries, and, connecting and with zone people, zone out. Like walking somewhere is a challenge, yeah. and so yeah, like it, it is. Like it's it's not something you can. I mean, imagine you could get there at some point, but like it's it's not a it's not a game you multitask. Like you you don't do something else and play Death Stranding. It's kind of yeah. It's not me like running strikes in Destiny while I watch Netflix on my other screen. Yeah, exactly. But, agreed, 100%. The one thing I do want to emphasize for me, as we kind of get to the end here of this, is that I feel like if the if there was just more cutscenes, good or bad, I feel like probably more people in the media wouldn't be falling off around Chapter 3, because the gameplay opens up so much, but I don't think people are getting enough of that, um, the character reward and stuff going into there, and that's that's the one thing I'm really hoping for, and... It's going to be comical if there's just tons of cutscenes down down the line. Yeah. Let's put it this way. I accidentally saw a spoiler the other day on YouTube looking up a song from the game, and it was from the final battle. And it just the reading the words said, final battle, this, this, this. I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding? There's no way that that could be possible. Carrot so, meat stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have, like, the frustrating thing for me is probably I've been waiting years and years to know how this crazy story unfolds, and I put like 20 hours in the game or 15 or whatever, and I still don't know that much of it yet because it seems to be backloaded. Yeah. And I love I love the game. I just wish there was more story so far. Um, more incentives to stick around. I just think it'd balance it out. I just think it'd be nice to do some so, deliveries and then get some story. Do some deliveries, get some story. I get what you mean. So, like the section you're in, you're saying you feel like the pacing is very off. Wait till you get through chapter three. Yeah, three In fact, opens I just did a large very p- wide like the yes. first the first two chapters aren't strictly linear because you can pick whichever route, you know, like just you, you can go anywhere. It's an open world. You can get to them however you want. Mm-hmm. 
which is actually great compared to something like Red Dead, where as soon as you're on a story mission, you go where we want you to go, damn it. Um, like, you're, you're still well, finding out how to get somewhere. Um, but I think that's almost telling when you think about, like, the first PC mod, major PC mod for Red Dead Redemption 2 skips the entire intro to the game. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, but it's still, it's still very linear. Like, you're getting, like, yeah. you're, it's mm. not like you'll get a story mission and then all of a sudden there'll be, like, ten other things you can go do that are, you know, kind of slightly tangential, but it'll eventually get you back on track. Uh, like the f- linear, the but maybe a like, little, you know, new story bit, new story bit, new story bit, and then you get to three, and you get a big chunk of story at the beginning, and then it opens up, and then you get a chunk of story at the end. Is kind of how okay. it how it works. Um, All right. Which yeah. Yeah, I I like Morgan is saying a lot of people are dropping off there because they're only interested in the story or the or they're trying to get through the game. And this is a, it's just not That's a situation not that lends towards getting through the game. Um, okay. Which I actually really enjoy because since it opens up, I've, I've been loving chapter three because of that. Like, oh, I can finally I think, do all this stuff. Um, yeah, I think I'll be on the same page with you there. Cause like I was saying earlier, I really like the gameplay loop. Yeah. I just loop. I just find something like cathartic about it. Yeah, exactly. But you still want to see how it ends badly, no, of don't course, you? Of course. You want to know. Of course I do. But I have a phone. No. Oh, that's not the same. It's not the same. Like, how does Death Stranding end? Well, that makes well, no I, sense. I can tell you right now that after just doing the mission I just did, if I had just watched that cutscene with the two characters, you'd have been very would, confused. It would have been confusing and like ruined everything I did leading up to. I feel like that's what Kojima wants you to experience, whether you're into it or not, is the the journey of this uh, of this <laughs> of this Porter Bridges. Um, Sam Porter metaphor. Mm-hmm. Yes, Sam Porter metaphor. Um, and and I'm curious because there's <laughs> there's gonna be a lot. And you know, Norm. To be fair, I think Norm Reedus is a great at that kind of a character. He's just kind of a like a poll we did later. He's just a likable character. He's like he asks the right questions. He's kind of like whatever. This is what I'm gonna do. You know, he's totally. likable enough. It's it's a good vessel character so far. I don't know where yeah. that's gonna go. Um. Regardless of the spoiler I saw in the Bring Me the Horizon video, I will. I know it's going to go to some crazy ass places. All right, it's Kojima. But listen, still pinnacle line of Death Stranding is President of Jack shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like, and I already missed that. That's that cutscene feels like it was fifteen hours away because, like, I'm not even kidding you. I just spent <laughs> no, this entire. Go, that cutscene feels like it was fifteen hours ago. I'm like Morgan. I'm pretty sure it was fifteen hours ago. <laughs> it, it was. I dude. I just spent like ten hours in this chapter, and I thought for sure this was the end. They told me to go to this place all the way across the map, so I did that. I took twenty minutes to go all the way back to the beginning of the map because they could only give you the mission from this one building. And as soon as I what? went there, he told me to go all the way back to you the place I just came You can fast travel back to that first. You can fast travel? Yes. Are you <laughs> starting in chapter three? What? I love that you didn't know this somehow. That's awesome. The you fuck can do you fast, fast travel? travel? From safe rooms. So any oh my any God. place you can Are go you to rest, rock to you Morgan's can fast world. travel to. So like the whole, you don't think of this big warning at the end of chapter two saying. Anything you need to get finished before you get done with that. Um, basically, it just means that they're going to put all your packages to be delivered into a private box. And you can actually teleport back to that first zone as soon as you get to Chapter 3. Oh, my God. 
Well, you know what? I'm doing it the Red Dead way. Yeah. No fast travel. I I'm haven't doing had the fast travel yet. But like that's that's how they get you because I they, instead it. of having yeah. one huge, you know, like continuous world map, they have what is it like three or four? Um, but like it, yeah, like that first chunk, the the insert of the game oh is like God. fairly contained, sort of a world. Uh, that they I give you. The yeah, you can. Cool. Yeah, you can transport from the major hubs. So, fuck. Well, that's nice to know. Where do you do that at? The umbrella. You have to go to like, your room. Your pr- the private. Oh, the fragile, fragile umbrella. Fragile well, she kept saying, if you ever want to call you were just on me, about how much you love these uh, cutscenes, Morgan? Were you, were you not paying attention to the cutscenes you love so much? Where, where she in well, all she says is, if you ever want to call on me, and I'm like, why would I need? To? I thought it was like a, a, a like, why would I need to call on you? I, I just, I just... <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it, she just warps everywhere. It makes perfect sense. And then bring me the horizon. Does a cover of "Call Me." <laughs> no. <laughs> call. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yes. So that's just strange. I like I said. I just the, the I love the game. It's just the pacing is fucking strange. And I'm curious to talk to you guys more about it when you get farther. Oh, so I'm you, apparently... you you met the newest character? Strange pacing. Strange pacing. Yeah. Strange pacing, uh, dead well, man. That's his friends call It's strange <laughs> pacing man, but no one, well, no like, one tells him pacing man. Strange, you know, strange pacing America. Yes. Like just when I was like, okay, this Higgs guy, let's see what he's all about. He has his one cutscene. I haven't seen him in six hours or whatever. It's like, come on. Have you heard of the Higgs particle, also known as the God particle? What you, what's I almost, what's happening here? Are you just reading the emails? I almost wish that on? like Kojima <laughs> would just hit like Toriyama levels of lore. We're like, how come we haven't seen this character? He'll be like, I forgot he was in the game. <laughs> I <laughs> right. <laughs> I eat that shit up, man. I love it. Most of it, other than the mule thing, which is the funniest thing, but also the strangest. Um. All right. Well. Great storytelling. I described it to somebody as edge of your seat tedium. That, and, that, uh, yes. I saw you post no, that's that. It. That's the game. I thought that was an apt way to describe this game. <laughs> it's like it's like constantly waiting for a plate to fall off the table that's nowhere near falling off it. Yeah. If you yeah, if, and the BTs help a lot. If you get good at taking the beats, like because at first I couldn't get through those BT sections without getting spotted, and I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. The simple thing was that I thought whenever the BT clicker was going, that means they're close, right? Um, and you have to hold your breath and walk slowly. But I didn't realize it pointed at them. At the direction, the direction. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it points at uh, whoever the- is the closest. It like will it, it does sort of a uh, beeps faster and faster as they get close. And then once they are close yes. enough that they will hear you breathing, it starts spinning. You don't really need to hold your breath until it turns orange and starts spinning. That means they are fucking yes. on top of you. Hold and, your breath. And it's yes. worth being yeah. being mindful yeah. of the breath thing because, yeah. like, if you're holding it for no reason, they're gonna hone in on you when Sam has to sort of take that deep yeah, inhale like when you let go. So yeah, I do think Kojima, if he was a part of this process, sort of this great greater meta idea of thinking he knows what makes people addicted to games because of his sort of the ideas he's put in there and these people are addicted to packages. I must feel like Kojima is saying, I know how to get you addicted to games and I'm going to build one. And, but he's, if it kind of annoys me because he's right. He did get me kind of addicted to this satisfying loop of trudging around and delivering these damn packages. It's just like, God, mm-hmm. well, listen, if I learned anything from this game, uh, and I feel like I did, I'm going to be submitting my <laughs> resume to Amazon tomorrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to, and I'm going to insist on delivering all my packages on foot with my infant nephew 
look, me as me and Fish can attest to, there's something kind of satisfying about the delivery life. Um, of I, course, in my, I used to deliver food. I get it. Yeah, there's just I don't in my life I don't get Mads Mikkelsen uh, singing to a baby as a reward for doing hard work. Uh, and if I did, it'd probably be better. Mm-hmm. That's true. Who knows? Um. Anyways, we'll see. We got a long way to go. There's a lot of game there. Yeah. Kojima's all about his big fucking games now. I just I just see him sitting around a room forty hours, and then finally I give them the third cutscene. Like you motherfucker. I'm so happy about that because, like, I was bored out of my mind through the just dozens of hours of cutscenes and of exposition. Yeah, and well, not even exposition. Like whatever the hell it was, like in MGS Four, where Ocelot has a 45 minute cutscene of him doing finger guns and blowing up boats. Like, what the fuck did I just happen? You mean moment of the year? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Four four gets a little crazy, but I still still love it. (laughs) Yeah, I love four, too. I don't know what Josh is talking about. Um, Anyway, so... I thought you were going to say Death Stranding. I, I, I really love the story for the most part. Believe me, I've had, I've had some cringy moments in the story. In fact, the one I just saw between two characters... Just remember the Junkyard character. Just remember that when you get there, okay? Um, but like as a whole, I, I find it incredibly interesting. Sure. Um, maybe I'm a crazy person. I don't know. No, I don't Probably. So. I mean, not because of this, at least. Unrelated. I mean, other people must Unrelated. agree, because everyone's... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's YouTubing the goddamn cutscene, so I can't be crazy here. Can't be crazy. Um, it's the internet. I just come on. Just give. Anyways, in in summation, I was telling people it's just a game. If you get a chance to try it, you have to, you need to try this game. I don't recommend things, and I think that's silly because you have to know so many things about a person to recommend mm-hmm. it. And I got into a big argument about this with somebody a couple weeks ago, or a discussion, not an argument. Got into we a big argument with a stranger on the subway about this, mm-hmm. about recommend, recommending games. Because I, when people ask me that, I take it very seriously. I was in line at like, McDonald's, and this motherfucker had like? some opinions. You... <laughs> 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 it was it was rich. And I said, "Listen, I'm going to fucking tell you." This fucking dude with a Superman shirt and a lightsaber. Let me tell you, um, he was—he had a lot of opinions. <laughs> hey, that's fucked up. You shouldn't like you know stereotype people and put them in a box like that. <laughs> Speaking of being in boxes, there's an inverted ceiling here. I just keep smacking it. Um, <laughs> God damn it! I lost my point. What I was gonna say was, I'm not saying she around spend sixty dollars on it to try it. I'm saying if you can either rent it or borrow it or wait to a sale, it's just something unique to experience to me. I feel strongly in that way. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, bada boom. And uh, it's far from a perfect game, but I am obsessed with it. And I'm actually would like to not be as obsessed with it because I can't stop thinking about it. It's hurting my daily functionality, really, at this point. Um, but hey, games, the nicest thing I could say about Kojima and these sort of games is they make me very, they make me happy to be alive. Cause I'm just like this, this product, this weird, strange, insane thing. I'm just happy that I can experience this. It's beautiful. Um, and Kojima games used to make me feel happy that I was alive too in a nerdy context. So, um, anyways, yeah. that's it for part two. Fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, so if you want to support us and we would love your support, we have a Patreon. 
patreon.com slash swordchomp. Now, the cool thing is, if you support us at our $5 patron tier, you get access to our secret VIP Instagram page. And it's like a little family there. Um, you don't want to miss it. Inside things from the show, videos from things I talk about on the show go up there. Inside jokes, it's great. I'm a part of it, and I can attest to it being a good time. It's a good time. Rich is part of it. He is. He's a VIP member. He's got one of those premium cards. Uh, it's like those flying, like those platinum flying cards you get. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a platinum member. Except it's made out of like one of those coffee holders that like keeps <laughs> when your coffee's too hot, you put it around. <laughs> Yeah, I should. Whenever people are like patrons for long enough, I should get them like little cards like you're a, a gold member, a platinum member or something. <laughs> um. Anyways, patreon.com slash swordchomp. And then we have a new $10 tier. I have a I have to play this because it's fucking hilarious. So I had this idea for a, we have a bunch of podcasts on there. They're extra podcasts. So if you're part of our $10 tier, you will get those. They're still a work in progress. We just started this, so they'll get better and better. But one that um, we did was a group hype death stranding show. And then I have this fake joke radio show where I take fake radio calls. And I got together with Josh and some friends and some VIP members and played their stuff on the show. But Josh um, and you heard that jingle cause I had to turn my phone up for good reason. Josh sent me, I said, look, I want to do a Pokemon show. And so stop typing stuff. Cause then you're going to hear notifications and you're going to get mad at me. Um, so I did a Pokemon show. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> stop. <laughs> just say, no. I, I'm, kill you. I'm, I, I'm not even saying anything. I'm typing ding oh, just to hear it in, in, uh, in the audio. <laughs> now in fish just said dong. So there you go. Uh, ding dong. Um, I had this idea for a fake radio show where I take calls about Pokemon. It's about 40 minutes long. It was a good time. We even talked about the origins of Pokemon stuff. And Josh, I said, I need a fake call from somebody. Ask me anything. It could be serious, not serious, whatever, about Pokemon. And Josh was kind enough to send me this. Do you think Haunter's as sexy as I do? Yes. <laughs> God, not quite. Hello, Morgan. Long time listener, first time caller. I've got a problem I was hoping you could help me with. Well, my one wish in this whirlwind of life was to weather its worries in my very own garden. A whimsical wilderness full of my favorite Pokemon, Whimsicott. Despite my best efforts, I've had to endure a dirge of Durants doing their darndest to destroy my dream. So tell me, Morgan, how do I banish these bug-type buggers but keep my beautiful babies bright-eyed and bushy-bushed? So yes, it's it's awesome. Funny voice messages like that. Uh, Josh actually went above and beyond and killed that voice message. Fish sent me a good one too. It's really naughty and dirty. Uh, involves him and an insect Pokemon. And I didn't even ask him to do it that way. He did it. So our $10 patron tiers for the hardcore, it's worth it. And of course, if you just want to rep um, Sword Chomp, if you enjoy what we do, you can go to redbubble.com slash people slash sword chomp i like to promote the slot rich has one of our shirts i do so um, i wore it in um in disney to promote there we go he he probably didn't did you i did Uh, okay you should send me a picture i could put you all over the instagram i I thought about it but i was just so busy you don't have a single picture of you (laughs) no no i definitely do i'll I'll check i have a lot of pictures even if it's something i like pull from an old instagram story i definitely have something (laughs) <laughs> okay, I was hoping Disneyland, but it'll work. So you can get merch, you can support us, and it helps us a lot. It helps us funding, we can build that community from the ground up. 
It's um, And we are growing. It's a lot of fun as we go to game of the year here. So, Rich, right before we get to the polls, briefly, I want to take like five to ten minutes to just get your thoughts with the group here on some of the big games of the year. People don't know. It's a lot of fun to talk about stuff with guests. Um, let's just play a game. If you had to build sure. your, let's, let's take death stranding out because we okay. all, we all, we all know it's the greatest thing ever. Um, if it's take death stranding out and if you had to build your top five right now for game of the year, even though uh-huh. you Pokemon could, let's take Pokemon out too. Sure. Okay? And star uh, Wars. Cause you haven't touched it yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Oh uh, God. That's a crazy question. It's, um, in no particular order. I mean, I'm thinking of stuff that sort of stood out to me this year. Start with one. Um, Let's go backwards. It'll be easier for you that way, I think. Well, I'm not. This is no particular order. I'm just gonna say five that are like definitely in the conversation Top for out. me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Two remake. Okay. Okay. Great. Great uh, game. Best remake ever. We established that. Fire Emblem. Okay. Yep. Love that. Fire. Me. Oh my god. Love that game. Uh, this one I didn't expect. Uh, but Luigi's Mansion Three. Really fucking did it for me. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I'm, 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 I'm going to butt in here, but that game, I I bought it when it first came out because I knew it was going to be something my daughter liked because like she's been a fan yeah. of the series for a while, but um, also figured, oh, I'll eventually get around to it by the end of the year. Turned it on one day, and the entire family has requested I play that game so they could watch it because it's just so <laughs> much fun. I finished it in like three days. Yeah, it's just it just flies by. Yeah, like every and that's time. Not like, and like every time it's, it's long, me playing it's the game. Long. Like, like can you play Luigi's Mansion? Like we we we'd rather watch that. And like, yeah, it's 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 that good. So, oh yeah, you mean they would rather watch that over Death Stranding? Over anything? <laughs> it's over Death Stranding? Death, over oh, yeah. Fire Emblem? Over I'm whatever just picturing else I'm playing all of this. <laughs> like, like on, on the back of the box, like it's like edge of your seat, tedium, sword jump. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Kojima. You can have yeah, it. Yeah. You, um, can, you can keep that one. Uh, so, okay, so you guys really like that Luigi's Mansion? Yeah, no, it's it's. I think it's it stands like up there as one of the best like first party Switch titles to me. It's it's just so good, and I like Luigi's Mansion as a series, but I think the sequel didn't do much for me, and I think this is finally like yeah. okay, they got it. This is the true proper sequel. I had I had I had my first Switch game breaking bug on this game, which is. Which is odd, um, really? and it was a very odd. Um, the The boss in the uh, Renfair level mm-hmm. um, has like this, like he'll pick you up and throw you thing. He threw me out of the level, and the game doesn't have a way to handle you being out of the level, and the whole game crashed. Um, wow, which, that's that's the first time I've ever had a game crash on the Switch. So that's 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 the one knock I'll give against it, but also. It gave me a story. I've never had a Switch game crash. Now I can tell people exactly. about these things. Like I've 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 got a story now. No one's heard of a Switch game crashing before and 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 it happened to me. So what is the most the thing that could I don't I've never played a Luigi Mansion game so I'm trying to understand the most compelling. I know that you're collecting these different um elevator buttons to go up to new places and explore this obviously it's like a mansion right you're exploring yes. it. it well it's a hotel it looks like a di- it's a hotel it looks like a diorama but what what is compelling about exploring the hotel i don't it doesn't sound that appealing what am i missing uh i think it really nails again that diorama aesthetic and it sort of gives you a better through line that the first luigi's mansion kind of didn't have and i think dark of the moon didn't do that well which is 
each floor, like, they start off pretty mundane. It's like, oh, there's some rooms up here. This one's the kitchen. This one's the gym. But then as you go up further, it's like, okay, this floor is a pirate-themed restaurant. This this floor is the Egyptian-themed suites. So, like, it keeps, it keeps things fresh. Mm-hmm. And you're encountering, like, different types of ghosts based on what the theme of the floor is. But the gameplay is just sucking ghosts. Uh, the other thing that, like, it's more than sucking ghosts. You have, like, a a bigger arsenal of gadgets this time, and the game finds clever ways for you to use them in puzzle solving, Mm -hmm. in fighting the ghosts. There's a lot of smart design here. Yeah. Yeah, I bet my kids probably would love it, too. It may even be, well, actually, I don't know. I turned off the hints, so it would actually be Mm -hmm. more of a puzzle for me, but I I assume they'd give you more hints when you need to use Gooigi, because that's been, that's been the tough, that's been the sticking point for me, because I'll get to points in puzzles where, like, some of them are obvious, like, oh, there are two switches, you need to use yourself and Guiji, but then other ones are just like, it seems like I can almost do this, but you can't, and, and the solution is... need that extra Guiji. Yeah, the gusto. solution is to have two of you there. Um, Doing the same thing, yeah. yeah. and sometimes those kind of sneak up on me, but I, I think m- some more of that would Even be... Even a lot of boss fights require it, and it's not obvious. Yeah, I, exactly. Like, I think, I think more of that is probably... I don't know this because I turned off those hints. Some of that's probably just spelled out for you um, with those hints mm. turned on. So The game doesn't jam anything down your throat. If it sees you trying the same thing over and over again for a while um, and like to no avail, eventually you'll get like a call from EGAD where he's like, hey, you know, maybe try using Guiji around here. Yeah. Hmm. Or like, you know, don't, okay. don't forget you have your, your plunger. Don't forget you have mm-hmm. XYZ, you know. Yeah, I guess I just got to get my hands on uh, Luigi yeah, before it's, I can it's, really appreciate. It's it's a weird mix of like combat puzzle solving and like yeah, it's totally yeah, it's it's good. It's really good. Oh, it's, it's, that's just what I think about. And just I don't I even think, know if it's something you would like. Like it really, it's not your sort of game because there's more just kind of okay. sitting in a room. Like, there's an awful lot of times where you'll be like, I know there's something here. I can see it. I can clearly, clearly You're see there's something the here. Dots. And you've got to figure out a puzzle in a room. Puzzle. And, and, it's, it's, and it's not like a strict puzzle game, like something like The Witness or like, uh, um, um, it's like, like, just like a strictly puzzle game. Like, those are more of the like collectible type stuff. Like, you're not going to get as stuck on just getting through a level. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's almost. Uh, you remember how we were when we were talking about Odyssey, uh, how getting through the game is easy, but it's got some of the toughest puzzle or not tough, but t- toughest like, platforming yeah. of any Mario game ever, um, because the move set is insane in Super Mario Odyssey. Um, it's a similar sort of thing, like but instead of platforming, it's the puzzles. Like you'll there there'll be there'll be collectibles that are just how the fuck do I get that like that makes no sense yeah um and there's like a really complicated I mean it's it's not even that it's that complicated but it's just that you it's 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 a different idea um for each of them so yeah there there's some pretty unique ways to use the gadgets that you wouldn't immediately think of yeah and I, I think that stuff translates pretty nicely um. I think my next one would be, and this might be a little out of the box for everyone, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Uh, oh, yeah. you might be falling down a dark MMO mm-hmm. hole. Hell of... And it's going to continue with the next one. Uh, <laughs> hell of an MMO expansion. Like, it's... 
I haven't I got back into this game this year and the expansions just continuously get better and better uh up to the point of I still think this nar- the narrative of FF14 is one of the best Final Fantasy stories ever told. Mm. That's that's a that's a bold statement, all right? And you can wield a gunblade now. So, good expansion. Oh yeah. Well, that, I, I that need to is check good. to see if I, mean, I still you, have that you, game installed. I actually no, I know I don't cuz I had to rebuild since I played that. I got at some point this summer, I got, like, a free month code for, like, mm-hmm. everything up to the latest expansion, and so I started the game, and I only got to, like, level 15, but... Well, now, even the base game, up to level 30 is free now. Yeah. Yeah, so I, like, I, uh, well, I mean, even beyond that, though, like, I think I have, like, all the expansions up to the last one, based off, like, I can't even uh, remember so how I got through the code, but, like... to Bloodstorm. Yeah. Um, but... Like I really enjoyed what I played. Like it was really good, but also it's so good. Like it's 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 one of those weird things where it's like it was really solid, but I had no one to play with at the time because it was just it, it was middle of the summer. Well, that's no do you have a posse, Rich? Do you have a so. posse? You play I've got with? I've got a slight posse, mm-hmm. and also beyond that, like I never minded running dungeons alone. And Shadowbringers appro- improves upon that even more so. Mm-hmm. The dungeons in Shadowbringers you can run with bots. Oh, that's cool. Like, there, there are story characters waiting outside every dungeon, like, people you've been with since the base game, who now have, like, taken on different classes, and it's like, okay, this character, like, Fancred, is a gunbreaker now, so if you don't have a tank, he'll come in the dungeon with you and be the tank. Uh, that's actually like, a cool th- there's idea. There's some smart ideas there. Yeah. Huh, that's cool. Uh, well, you only need a million extra hours in your life, and you can play an MMO. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and speaking right? of a million extra hours, um... I'm also, this is less like of the year, and it's just probably because off the cuff, I can't even think of everything that came out this year, uh, but I've really been fucking enjoying Destiny 2 again. Oh no, you went back down the Destiny yeah. hole. I tried to, man, me and Fish play. even Fish, I thought for sure he was going to get addicted to it again, I saw him playing one night, and then like, he went cold on it too, I was like, man, Fish went cold on Destiny, what happened? The only reason I stopped this week, because one stranding was out, and two... Uh, the Halloween event was happening, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to go whole hog into it because I was about to go on vacation. So I didn't want to get invested in being like halfway to the Halloween rewards and then just feel like I wasted my time. Yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst when you start one of those seasonal things and then realize, oh, I'm not going to be able to finish this. So the entire yeah. last week I spent in this was a waste. Yeah, just, it was a waste of my time. Yeah. See Fish leaning in. What do you got to say, Fish? See your brain lighting oh, up there. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. No, no, no comment. Luckily, Rich is here. Fish is having a quiet day today. All right. Well, that's okay. We Rich, all have Rich those. Is, Fish, Rich can talk enough for two people, I'm sure. Are you all right, Fish? Is everything okay over there in Fishland? Yeah, I'm fine. Just tired. He's a husk stranding. Um, Been there. Right. <laughs> what can you do? All right, well, we still love you, Fish. Um, and Josh taking a quick break. So, yeah, that's a good list, Rich. I would say, try to think if there's anything that I would really contend that you didn't put on. No, Control? Control was pretty goddamn How the good. fuck did I forget about Control? Uh, I would put Control on there over Destiny 2, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the spot, like, without looking at, like, the list I've written out, it's hard to even think about what's happened this year. Yeah. Yeah. This year has been huge. Uh, Excuse me. I'm I've not quite gone because I heard control as I was leaving. Um this this year has been ridiculous as far as just the number of games. Um 
I have a notebook that I, I keep all my notes about games I play in a given year. That I I have a Google Doc where I keep like a list out of uh, yeah everything that's come out. Yes, well this year I I set five pages aside for games that I played this year. I ran out of pages. I've had to start new pages. Like the front of my book has uh front of my notebook got completely filled, and I had to start so many games. Exactly. This year has been just nuts as far as not just the big games, but like even the the indie games that. Everything. Well, like, indie darlings, yeah. Yeah, like this this year has been nuts. Just absolutely nuts as far as you know, just what's funny about that, Josh, is I feel important like, things coming I, out all over I, the place. I feel like we're in the minority there because all I generally hear from our our listeners and fans, and maybe I'll run a poll and see, is that people have found this year to be incredibly bad and boring. And I'm just it's surprising to me. Like I I maybe it's just because the big hitters are not as there. For a lot of people, I would agree. Um, the big hitters aren't as the there. The AAA it, it, games have been kind of a mess this year, for the most part. Well, it's a it's a console cycle winding down. Like yeah. you f- you feel it. Yeah, exactly. Like the the big stuff is not as big. It's not as flashy as it has been. Red Dead last year was such a big thing. Like, oh my god, my PS4 can do this. Is not a feeling we've gotten this year. Um. Yeah. No, I mean not I mean I So, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And 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 it unf- and and then a lot of people were higher on God of War, which was another AAA mm-hmm. game. Yep. That so it was I guess for a lot of people last year it was a bigger space, but you no. Know, I would contend that this year has allowed games like Control and maybe Death Stranding and stuff to breathe more because uh, there isn't something like that. I know? don't think Control would have been as big of something to talk about if it had come out last year, but I, I'm glad because I think there, there's a conversation to be had around Control. I think Control was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I, I liked, I'll say right now, I like Control more than God of War, and I don't care you can hold me that forever. I I enjoy Control yeah. a lot more than God of War. Mm, I don't know. I, they're I so different so. to me. The combat is interesting in both like is the metroidvania aspects are much better in control because the world feels more i mean i think controls combat is a lot more vanilla a lot yeah. more boring yeah uh, yeah yes. you gotta explore it yeah i mean the I, combat I, and I, control is is the weakest link by a lot it, yeah, uh, I the storytelling of Control is what does it for me. Like digging into those files of like this X Files level fucking bureau, like that's everything about Control that I loved was reading every piece of information it threw at me. Yeah, I don't know. I think I was being a little rough on the combat. I felt like it just once I got because I was exploring all the powers, like I was able to make it always interesting and fun. Like, okay, I'm going to pick up this weird object, throw it at this guy, shoot the guy with, you know, just a lot of interesting combinations. You could, um, fl- levitating around. I think I would mostly and... just throw people at stuff. Cause I felt like the gun yeah. kind of sucked. Yes. And the didn't shooting really is need... garbage in the game. Like it's, that's it's... well, not if you level up the gun. No, it's, it's garbage period. It, like it just doesn't feel good. Cause it's an over the shoulder shooter. It just, they don't it, feel good. Um, and it gives you a lot of options that I felt no need to engage with. Yeah. It overwhelms you with an unnecessary amount of options because the shooting just doesn't feel good well, and there's no reason that, for me to this is play the around with it. The issue I had with it was all the enemies are hit scan. If they decide to hit you, they hit you. 
And the mm-hmm. way you stop them from hitting you is not by taking cover. It's not by doing anything. It's by smart. hitting them it's first. It's by constantly moving. That is it. Yeah. If you are moving, they have a lower percent chance to hit you. And it just doesn't make for interesting combat because the solution is always to just keep moving. It's a game that almost presents itself as a cover shooter on its face, but totally is not that. Yeah. Like, in- well, but that's, yeah. Yeah, but those are the reasons I thought they it was should interesting. should have removed like, the gun, is what you- it boils down to. Had they removed the gun, the game would have been. Well, you don't have. You don't have to use the gun. You yes, you do. To. If it's a shooter, you have to use the gun. Like that's, you don't have to use it a lot. It's better you if you never use it. Into like, but it's not. It it is a shooter. And there's many different kinds of guns. Like the original gun was kind of weak, but there's some different kinds of guns you get that are. See, that's the thing. I never felt like I like. I don't think any of the guns were different enough to like even warrant you mixing it up that much. The, the only gun that did is you? worth using I did, that game but is the sniper because the charge shot on that will just take somebody's head I off. think that's the one I used the most yeah, yeah was that charge because shot because it's the only one that I... feels different enough so like the sniper is like the one gun you use whenever your powers are on cooldown and every other time you try your hardest not to ever have to use the shooting um, totally well I guess we're just gonna have to disagree because uh felt the opposite i would say just i felt like it was satisfying to pick up like a chair throw it at a demon midair have him have like a shred of life left and just go oh, i think the powers the are more fun and i think a lot of the fun comes in how like big stuff starts getting and then it's like yeah. oh my ps4 starts to chug and <laughs> yeah yeah but the, yeah if you're on a base one in particular but... i mean i was on a pro and even still Really? Yeah. My my Xbox One X, I didn't have that many. I immediately issues, found myself but... wishing I had gotten that game on PC. Yeah, on PC well, it Josh was gorgeous. Was playing it on PC. Cause I was yeah, like because I I had this was the first game I played when I rebuilt my PC. So I was playing it with ray tracing on, and it oh and, hell and yeah, like, that's a different you know, level. 144 frames, and it was just gorgeous. So like, mm. it's gonna have a soft spot in my heart just because of that. Um, but yeah, like. The combat was not like uh, uh, if I, if if the sniper was the only gun in it, I think it even would have been better. Like the sniper just works better. It's more interesting. It like it's a more interesting choice than like every other gun you get. It's it's like doesn't feel different enough. Yeah, yeah. Like basically everything well, else. The you gun was feel like it was just a, there. it was a good. The gun was a good finisher, so like if I had an enemy with a pop or two left, or or there was or something like that, it was a nice way to just kind of like cleanly take him out without having to pick something off the ground and throw it at him. And like once I upgraded, because I actually put, um, I did the full upgrade tree for the gun or whatever. Yeah. And it was actually really strong. Well, no, no, for, like, for the exactly. Needed, like the so. the sniper is strong. That's the whole reason it's good because you can one shot enemies. Um, and also you take enough time to line it up that. Even though it's over the shoulder, it doesn't feel like you're missing constantly. Mm-hmm. The the pistol feels that way, especially the the faster shooting guns. You really notice that you'll have something dead in your crosshairs, and because it's not highlighted saying you're hit, you're gonna hit an enemy. You just you, just, you don't hit them. Um, it's like the bullets are avoiding it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like the sniper is the one gun where it feels like you're actually aiming and hitting enemies that you want to hit is why it why it feels good. And if the other guns had that same amount of 
control to them. It would just control. Oh uh-huh, yeah, hey, I said the title. Hey, well, but there's, you did but the you thing. Have, you I, did I, the I said thing. Was, yeah. But again, that's where the RPG mechanics come in because you can it, uh, it change accuracy. Look, fine, we disagree. Yeah. It's okay. We can disagree. I yeah. I enjoyed it, uh, but as a balance, I wouldn't have enjoyed the the shooting on its own at by any means. But as a balance with yeah. the telekinesis, which was fucking awesome, I I like them working together. I would agree together that the tele- nice compliment the telekinesis was a way to go, and I I maybe would have preferred <laughs> no gun and maybe some more combat focused powers. Well, then just don't use the gun. Well, okay. But you can't. You can play like, it that way. Thing, it's possible because all your powers are on one meter. You run out, and you have to use the gun. That's the point. You can't. It would be you, a fi- either yeah, that, or you just run around until your powers are back off cooldown. So you have to use the gun. Uh, and like I, I know, said, but I be- just feel like you're making out to be the, a lot worse. The accuracy than it is. being bad. a stat is something that is always it's also not that issued. good. Like I, I hate <laughs> when accuracy is something you can raise because missing. I know Josh hates that. We heard about this with Borderlands. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> he hates it. It's it's just annoying. It's like I'm aiming at the thing and I don't hit it. Like why? That's just it's why? just yeah. It's annoying, and that's why the sniper felt good because if I aim at something and shoot it, I, I hit, hit it. Yeah. And um. The powers the are that way. Something. That's the whole thing. Like the powers, you don't have accuracy as a stat. You don't somehow become better at aiming. Yeah, yeah. For all the mm. powers, and that's why they feel so solid. Like anything you aim at, you're gonna hit. Um, and that's why the the sniper felt good because that's it's fair, the only yeah. gun that feels like the powers in that way. Because it's it's a it hits whatever you're aiming at. B it's not just something you kind of spam at them while you're waiting for cooldowns to come off because you have to charge it. Like it feels like a decision. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I was telling somebody about that. Uh, fuck that scene, Rich. I'm talking about where you get the headphones from the janitor and you yes, go through the, the ashtray maze. Ash- mm-hmm. Yeah, so cool, so cool. Uh, love that. I, st- I still st- I think about that all the time. That that whole. It was sequence. a great, great sequence. Yeah. And it wasn't just because of the joke of what the janitors listened to. Oh, it was yeah, great. Yeah. Like the whole, <laughs> Although that did the, enhance it. That helps. The whole thing is great. I mean, there's so many great moments in that game. Like, just thinking about the objects of power. Like, one of my favorite little side missions is the guy who's staring at the fridge. The fridge? That's yeah, so good. The yeah. fridge, yep. And that actually leads you to a secret boss fight, too. Yes, it does. But it's very missable, so. Which is odd, because there's a couple side things in there I think the game would have been better for if they were not an optional. You know, they were like the mirror. But I one. like the idea. Did of you them do being... the mirror one? Yeah, that one was cool too. Yeah. But I, I like those things being optional because, like, that world was so interesting. I wanted to poke around every nook and cranny in it. Yeah. So it feels cool to be like, I saw this thing that not everybody's gonna see, and it was like this grand scale. Oh, so it's psychological. You well, like to think it, but that you saw not, something. Like, not just that. Like this is this is one of the very <laughs> the few game rewards you for poking around. That I am absolutely one hundred percent looking forward to the DLC. Because anything new that comes out from this world is just like I I need to see what else this world has to offer. Um, so yeah, look, I loved yeah. it. I loved it as well. But yeah, control is good. The co- Apparently, I love the combat more than you guys get. Yeah, and I kept. Try- I'm still trying to get Shay to give that a chance by the end of the year. So hopefully, he does because he. I think a lot of people like tested it out and got cold i don't know it's weird to like really gauge how people feel about this stuff like one of the polls i did this week as a natural segue thanks for your list rich um was if people thought this was the most one of the most wide open years for game of the year and 74 percent of our audience said yes this is one of the most wide open year for game of the year in the past few years 
um, because there isn't like a Red Dead or a God of War or something like that. And even the really big stuff like Death Stranding is incredibly polarizing. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything that like definitively people are just saying this is the one. I feel like it's very on a case by case basis. Which is interesting because I try to imagine like the game because I, I love the game wars. I think they're fun to watch. I get down on all that shit. Totally. I'm trying to imagine like I guess we'll have to see the nominees, but I'm trying to imagine like what what would win. I know? think these years can be more fun because I think the discussion is more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of something just dominating everything. Sometimes it's kind of a can be a little bit of a bummer when that happens it's, when there's one game. It's more can... interesting when there there is no clear cut winner. Yeah, because then everyone's going to have a lot of different winners. Like, even for us, I have no idea what will end up on all of our lists. It's just kind of a weird a weird thing. But I, I'm i really excited to see 74% of our audience agrees. I think it's wide fucking open. Um, and time will tell. Actually, isn't the Game Awards? God, that's just around the corner, isn't it? It's fucking... The yeah, it's not far it's off. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, 53% of our audience, Rich, said... <laughs> it's perfect. Death Stranding will be the most polarizing game ever created. Exactly half of our audience said yes. <laughs> Not exactly, yeah. but you know what I mean. So it's a polarizing poll, apparently, um, for a polarizing game, which a lot of people message me that that makes perfect sense that that would happen. Um, is Norman Reedus impossibly likable? No. Well, you would have been in the minority. Why don't you like Norman Reedus? Huh? I don't not like him. I just like I don't think he's impossibly likable. I don't think he's that charismatic to be perfectly honest with you. I think he's very bland. Come on, Daryl. Well, guess what? Daryl disagrees cuz Norman Reedus has a 71% of our audience said, "Yeah, I love him." They love him. Only 29% said, "I don't get the fuss," and that must have been you. It was. I did vote on that. No fuss for no no Someone explained Norman Reedus to me. Well, I don't know. Uh, hmm. This is what I would say. He is sort of like a calming presence, usually in the shows like The Walking Dead and like Death Stranding, as an example. I'm not familiar with a lot of his stuff, to be honest with you. I watched the first nor couple seasons of Walking Dead. Not nor okay. I fell off I see after like season two. I was like, all right, that's enough. Me too. Two was the last. No, three was the last one that I was in, engaged in. Even then, I was like, yeah. Um, but that, I'm not trying to bash the show. That's just right. I, I am. That's exactly what I was trying to do. <laughs> he's just likable. I know a lot of, I've talked to a lot of lady friends who think he's attractive, which is also a little baffling. Yeah. I think um, he's pretty plain looking. He, well, he doesn't grow the, the facial hair thing kind of bothers me because he grows it in patches. It doesn't mm-hmm. come in strong. I need, I need a nice strong facial hair. No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, no, I, he just is usually, I think he's a calming presence. And he seems very like no matter what kind of crazy stuff is going around around him, he's he's gonna be level headed and he's always got like that nice sort of like wry smile going on, although in Death Stranding he's not smiling a lot. But you know, that's my theory as to why seventy one percent of our audience said Norman Reedus is impossibly likable. Sure, there's there's something there, I suppose. It's not for me. <laughs> it's okay, dig your heels in to that. He's not impossibly likable. Because if he was, hundred percent of our audience would have said yes. That's true. See? Simple facts. <laughs> um, let's see if there's any any more death straining once I can get out of the way here. Um, do you get a little high when you post something that gets a ton of likes? 55% of our audience said yes. They're probably lying. You're going to tell me that 45% of people get a lot of likes, they don't get a high? I like a good dopamine hit. <laughs> Come on, it's human nature. Give me the smile. Give me the smile chemical. 
I love the idea that someone just opens up their phone and they have like a hundred likes coming in. They're like, Ugh, fuck. Why I'm are so you engaging upset. with me? <laughs> Hate these likes. Um, that's Daryl. He just wouldn't care. He'd be like, eh, hundred likes, you know, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so thank you for all you liars. But I, again, a thing that I always thought was stupid in the promotion was the baby doing the thumbs up. But now after playing the game, that's my favorite I get thing. It's giving you a like, you know, it makes sense. He get, yeah, he's with it. So many things that seem so stupid that now seem much less stupid. Thanks, they? baby. They still seem very yes. stupid. They just seem a different kind of yeah. stupid. I like it. It's my kind of stupid, Josh. It's no stupider than all the goofy Final Fantasy shit we like. Come on. Don't talk shit about play, Don't talk shit about favorites. too many belts. I just think it's interesting how I'm not saying people are wrong. I love, you know, I love the opinions of the conversation. I'm not saying anyone's wrong and uh, my opinion's right. I just think it's interesting somehow, how, sometimes saying. how people say this goofy stupid is good. This goofy stupid is bad. You know, that's all I'm saying. Hmm. There is some personal preference there, but I think a lot of it is just whether they realize what they're doing. Like it's, it's whether or not it's kind of self-referential. You know, like whether they get how dumb what they're saying sounds. So, maybe what if it doesn't sound dumb? Oh, it sounds dumb. <laughs> you think Kojima's dumb? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? We don't say that around here. And we have um, uh, Hideo Kojima. Hideo, why don't you come on out here? <laughs> uh, you please. I would love to talk to you. I want to thank um. Danny P, our good friend Danny, who is one of our patrons and VIPs. Um, Danny donated a copy of Death Stranding that we are going to give away on poll day this Monday by the time the show goes up. So I want to thank him so much for that. He's he's one of our, he just wanted to do that too, just out of the kindness of his heart. Very generous. And yeah, just like, hey, if you want to do a giveaway with this, I'd love to give it out. It's actually just PSN credit, so if someone could just take it and buy something else, which would be very disappointing for me. And dishonest. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we felt like it uh, fit in with the, uh, the whole uh, divisive theme. Like they could, you know, decide, admit, yeah. decide that that was not for them. You, you could build a bridge to wherever you'd like. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't play Spider-Man last year. I don't know. Well, that was the one thing that a lot of people were saying on the Instagram was like, there's a segment of people that are like, well, if Kojima didn't make this game, I don't think anyone would be talking about it. But like that, that that's kind of like, if Kojima didn't it, make this game, I don't think it would get made. They, they, yeah, well, that's exactly. what I'm saying. It's just so bizarre. And it's not like, I feel like the game could have been made by someone else as far as the whole hardcore traversal mechanism, but like the rest of everything around it the all the licensed music the celebrities doing all the main characters that doesn't happen without kojima um so just yes i agree but also it's the general tone yeah but also i think the game is still like 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 you and i were saying the game underneath it is still really good like it's just it's a solid game and it's weird but it's really good at the thing it's trying to mm -hmm. do it might not seem like it's going to be when you watch videos and trailers and stuff, but it's yeah, it it it, uh, <laughs> it doesn't trans well translate well to video because you see him doing something that seems completely rote at this point, 
oh, he's walking up mm. some stairs. No, man, he's fucking walking up some stairs, man. You don't, you don't get this, man. You, look at all that shit on his. You like, he's walking up those stairs, man. You don't know half the shit about these stairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 funny. So I I get why people yeah. would think that, but it's sort of like you know, if it wasn't fish's micro penis, would it even matter? No, the only micro penis you want is fish's micro penis. Yeah, so. That's true. The micro penis is a metaphor, but yeah, for all of us to coming fish, together, <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. Um. And that's why I think it's interesting, because, yeah, no one else would have the, probably have the balls to do that with a AAA budget, because no one really has. So, he's putting his money where his mouth is. You know, the, the fact that he could sit there in a world we live in and say, I want to make a game about delivering packages in a world where people want to shoot things in Call of Duty. Sounds, and just like, sounds good. Here's $6 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so this is interesting. I was reading an article on, I believe it was Kotaku, about how Diablo 4 is being structured more like Destiny, and which sounded really cool to me. I love Diablo. But I asked our audience, I said, Diablo 4 structured more like Destiny. How do you feel about that? 56% of our audience said, bleh, which surprised me. I think 56% uh, doesn't really understand where Destiny's at right now. Because yeah. when I hear that now, knowing what current Destiny is, that makes so much sense. Yeah, that's the difficulties in Diablo never fucking made sense because you played through that game from start to finish eight times to finally get to the end game. And hell yeah, you did, and, and you loved every minute. Exactly. Of it. I'm not saying it was bad, but also I am saying the difficulties didn't make any fucking sense in that game. Yeah, no. So so a situation more like Destiny where you just level up to max level and then get harder variations of it, like the, uh, I can't even remember what they're called, but like the, the difficulties on top of the highest difficulty are kind of where the end game started in Diablo and having basically everything up until that point not be its own separate difficulty like it, it made no this, sense. Yeah, exactly. Like they need to streamline that at that point. At this point, uh, as far as the framing of making it more like Destiny, I get how that's going to turn off a lot of people. But also, <coughs> it didn't make any sense before. Like all those difficulties no. served no purpose. They were just like finish this and then immediately move on to the next playthrough of the game until you get to the end game five playthroughs in. So. Yeah, but although they kind of, whenever they, they did sort of fix it though, when they dropped those, when they revamped it, they dropped like those higher difficulties, like the torment, yeah. and those were interesting. And you, because you could even do those, um, those what are they called? Those a uh, special shit where you go up to that thing and you would uh, go into those little randomized dungeons. God damn it, what were those called? You know what I'm yes, about? and I'm completely oh, yes, blanking on the name. It's been way too long since I've played any Diablo three. Fish, come on. Fish, help me here. You remember I'm those? St- I'm thinking Chalice the- Dungeons, but that's Bloodborne. Um, they're the Rifts? Rifts. There they yes, are. Yes, the Rifts. There we yes, go. yes, yes. Yeah, you would go. You could still do those pretty early, and those are almost like endgame content. Like, when me and Fish finished Diablo, we would just do the Rifts over and over yeah. on different torments. So, they kind of found a nice... But it's, it'd be curious to see how they would do that. But, like, 56% of our audience did not seem too excited about that structure which is interesting i thought maybe they would have been i mean i think it's the same structure it's just they're 
hopefully fixing the earlier difficulties, which serve no purpose at this point, is is kind of what it boils down to. They're just they're just they're yeah. relabeling things is all it really is. I don't feel like there's any structural difference here. I mean, unless there's a real casual fan that just wants to bash through something for eight hours, like maybe that's yeah. The maybe only maybe there are serve. actually people who played through on normal and then played through again yeah. on normal and got to max level on normal. Oh, there are of course. So, yeah, like if if I that's mean, the case, is such I'm wide sure appeal. I'm sure someone is not going to like the change, but for like the general, you know. Uh, progression tree i feel like this is basically going to be the same just with you know different labels and everything so yeah uh last two questions or last two polls uh and they're both related uh i had to make sure rich was back for this because it was porn related of course we all know that um do you have a fetish that you are afraid to admit and did you know overwatch porn went up 50 percent after ash was released i found an article about that which is interesting <laughs> Sure. Uh, 66% of our audience said yes that makes sense that was very random that Ash did spike the porn I mean the hot blonde chick not a surprise that's a new overwatch lady very easy to make porn for that um, and then the other one I just found a funny picture of Mercy's feet for some reason there was a controversy with Mercy's new feet model did you hear about that Josh or is that too deep down the, the new hole new feet model well so this is the funny thing. They I came guess out in the Overwatch 2 for, design? Yes. They came out these new models for Overwatch yeah. 2, even though they basically look the same. They're saying they're new. They're, they're very st- different. <laughs> um, no, and, I, was, I was being serious. <laughs> oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I guess there was a controversy about the size of Mercy's feet. People, This is a real of course, thing. I'm of serious. course there was. Of course. Um, yeah, know. like their initial model had like ridiculously high heels on, which wouldn't make any sense, except she kind of flies everywhere, so who cares what sort of heels she's got on? She doesn't need practical. Yeah, no, yeah. she can wear whatever she wants. She flies. So, yeah. Um, I've not heard this one specifically. The, the big one was that, uh, whenever Sigma came out, he's the, like, he, his, his feet are bare to begin with, which freaked a lot of people oh, out yeah, people yeah. just didn't want to play with some guy who has his toes See, hanging out right there like nah, i don't so know i want to try this new character and, but the toes and man. that's all some people wanted to do yeah the toes man the beginning of the show is all about hands now we're all about toes. well exactly yeah. like it's a different crowd kojima obviously mm-hmm. is someone who would have an issue with with the feet being messed with because <laughs> It would just draw attention to them. Not not because it was his thing in particular, but because it wasn't his thing, and he doesn't yeah. want to think about it. It's interesting with the Tarantino comparison, because Tarantino has an obsession with feet in all of his movies. Uh-huh. It's real weird. It's a documented thing. He's talked about it. Um, and I actually lied. There was one massive question I posed. I must have been really fucking frisky on this poll day. Which phenomenon is the most perplexing to you? Oh, that's right, because my daughter started playing Minecraft, and I was really horrified. Um... Let's see here. 35% of our audience said Minecraft. 65 said Fortnite is the most perplexing phenomenon. Yeah. No, that sounds right, because Minecraft is actually a good game, and Fortnite is just a really lackluster shooter, but because it was free and streamed it's PUBG, entirely, good. it was just, you know... Free PUBG? Yeah. It's PUBG and Apex, but not as good. Exactly. Well, uh... Yeah, my, my daughter started playing Minecraft, and it was... Yeah. Minecraft uh, is still just, great. Yes, it's there's the worst things as, that a kid could like, get into. You know, like... I think I, I get Minecraft as, like, a kid who grew up, like, being obsessed with Legos. Like, if 
Minecraft was a thing where just like, hey, you got like unlimited Legos in this digital sphere. Like, yeah, I fucking get that. Mm-hmm. Well, me and my wife talked about this for like an like 20 minutes after my daughter played it. We're like, we both just hate the way that game looks. And we're like, well, she's a kid. Of course, she's she just blocky. Like, it's just I the, the look of Minecraft to me is like literally. Do you want me to send you a link or some good mods to clean it up for you? No, I just, oh, I can't deal with it. I just, everything, like somebody, I'll look at an animal. I'm like, I don't even know what animal that's supposed to be. It just looks like a mess of nonsense. But children don't care. Children. And apparently PewDiePie, because he has a quabillion followers and he plays Minecraft every day for children, I'm sure. So, kids love Minecraft, man. It's fine. That's they like cute. it. It's cool. I under, I at least understand what they like about that. Yes. Yes, I, I agree with that. I would have voted for... That's kind of a trick question, because I can see why both of these games would be a phenomenon, so I, just, I was just curious. It's a paradox. Um, yeah, it's a paradox. A painful paradox we live in. Um, until, you know, Death Stranding becomes a phenomenon, and we have little fetuses at McDonald's that we're getting in our Happy Meals, and it's an alternate universe that we live no, in. No, we're, we're already we're, getting those in the Happy Meals. World. We just don't know it. <laughs> that's right. I don't oh, know why no. I decided to go with that joke. It just uh <laughs> no, no. That's what chicken nuggets are. Yeah, right? Oh no. That's the nug. <laughs> so horrible. Nug up. Um I don't even know. Oh god. Um The nugget is so, in your hands. <laughs> I did like a funny anecdotal thing, our friend uh uh Jeffrey uh, one of our patrons made this really funny picture of us all as the Red Hot Chili Peppers, sure. um, because we talk a lot about socks, <laughs> and we all have the socks hanging from our our man parts, um, as Fish is known for around these parts with his sock love. But I couldn't everywhere I posted it, it got taken down my Instagram, which is crazy. It doesn't even show even yeah, the sock. Yeah, no, it makes on, no sense. It's it's silly, and I posted much worse on our VIP page. If you sign up five dollars, <laughs> you'll get to see that. Um, much worse has been our. I promise you, much worse has gone that's up a, there that's without actually being our tag can, It's it's sword chomp. Can confirm. Much worse. Uh, I think you should, sword chomp. It gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> For five dollars, you get the the dirty shit. Patreon.com slash sword chomp. Um, see all the skin, I, but you gotta fucking pay. <laughs> Check out our fans uh, only page. <laughs> <laughs> Fan. What? Fish could start one of those. A fish is oh, poor fish. You must not be feeling good today. This is the quietest fish has ever been. He seems I'm glad you were here. If you weren't here, Rich, this would have been a complete disaster. Yeah, this would have been uh. the slowest three hours of your life. Mm. Fish is back. Oh, there everybody. he is. I thought he was gone. He's, he he's literally got his just head buried in his hands, thinking <laughs> about how he could be playing Pokemon right now. I would I be playing Pokemon. I, 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 I knew it. I knew it was exactly. How would you play Pokemon? You just you said you don't feel good. I'm no, I said so I would be I don't playing work it tomorrow. I'm going to be up so late playing Pokemon. Uh-huh. Um, it's 11 yeah. p.m. I'm about to order a pizza. Yeah, no, no. This podcast oh, ends. I, I, I right make call. myself dinner at you know around midnight, yeah, and then I play Pokemon until four o'clock. That's healthy living right there. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to field another call from Ireland. Uh, <laughs> what is going on with this? <laughs> well, you He's trying to straighten out um, Brexit. He's. I think we're almost there. <laughs> if I can just get Johnson on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, 
true story. I'm not even kidding you. I went to switch my put my Xbox downstairs and my PlayStation upstairs because I knew I was going to be playing a lot of Death Stranding and I haven't really used my PlayStation that much lately. I had sort of converted to Xbox with my One X just playing most of the games because they're, you know, it's technically more powerful than the PlayStation. I'm not trying to start anything here. I'm just saying technically it's more powerful than the PS4 Pro. Um, so, but uh, I really wanted to, I really want to play Death Stranding, so I brought it downstairs to Switch so my Switch my family could play my Xbox, you know, and, which actually worked for my daughter because Minecraft is on Game Pass and stuff, right? Um, and whenever I hooked my Xbox up to the TV and I heard it go, and my TV died. Mm. Like, the bulb went out and everything. That like, sucks. Completely. Yeah, it, yeah you know, like fried fried. I was on the phone with the manufacturer and everything. Just fucking fried. Well, I told you guys and, about my PS4 fried, right? Yeah. Yes! It's the cur- the Death Stranding mm. curse. Everything's getting fried. Um, well, it would be the other way around, I guess. Yeah. So I had a scare with my TV last summer. It was like a... Because I've, I've got an old plasma, and heat is an issue with those because they're just, you know, it's a plasma. But anyway, yeah, like last summer, the heat was beginning to be just too much for it. So if I was playing it too long during the afternoon when it was just like hot, hot, it just, it just it wouldn't make it. I can tell you guys a technology-breaking confession story from, uh, I guess it would be like two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, uh, I now have a new uh, OLED 4K TV that I got as a repercussion of this, but uh, my old, like, 55-inch TV broke. And the story I told everyone who asked was that it felt just fell forward randomly and broke. But the true story is I got home really drunk and I fell into the TV. Hmm. <laughs> And broke what? it. And I thought it was nice. a dream, okay. and then I woke up in the morning, and I'm like, fuck, that really happened! <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so the, the, the moral of my story was just to joke with you guys that, like, I'm switching, I am, I'm not trading Xbox. I love my, my Xbox One X, it's now the family system, but it's been feeling good to be back on the PlayStation bandwagon up in my room. Just There's something about that PlayStation controller and that console, the look of it to me. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing, but I just like the way that uh, it feels and mm. flows, so that's been kind of cool. It's nice to be and wrong every now and, a, and then. My, my family console is the Wonderswan <laughs> color. Yeah, because yeah, the, the PS4 ain't it. No, the, 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 the Xbox has completely won the controller wars this gen well besides besides the switch pro but that's not even their no. standard controller so you can't both, really count see, it what's what's funny is i actually prefer the p the dualshock 4 but i am fully willing to admit that it's stockholm syndrome yeah yeah no like i know it's not better but i prefer it okay first of all they're both fu- they're both great they're both great how about that i like the six button genesis controller the best i it's the one thing about the playstation controller is that the options button is just like kind of in a weird spot i think um it just like it's a little strange and but the xbox is that big ass home button in the middle boop, that you got to push it so i don't know whatever they're both great but i but the the funny thing is now i've like i have all this playstation shit up here and i'm getting ready to go into next year and i'm thinking Final fantasy 7 remake uh the last of us 2 if i have a, oh oh i have to give a shout out to our good friend so he tricked me our good friend the reverend uh kevin a uh, good friend of mine patron as well 
he t- I was we were talking and he was like, "Look, dude, I don't even play my PlayStation Pro anymore. I will send you my Pro. You send me your old PlayStation. Let's just do a swap. I'll do it for Sword Trump." I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's amazing!" So he does it. He mails it to me and then says, "Don't send me yours. It's a it's a baby gift." And I'm like. You. God damn it. So so he was just too nice and he mm-hmm. sent me a, basically a free PlayStation Pro. That's very nice. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I will get to see Death Stranding on a Pro and see if it's substantially cuz I have a nice 4K TV in my I can't uh, imagine it actually looks room. that much better. It looks really good on a standard PS4. Like dude Josh, I'm telling you, I played I wouldn't know. Uh, I tried to on... play it on my standard PS4 and it broke. Mm. I I played I'm telling you this from my heart I played Red Dead 2 on my Xbox 1 up here and I played this game on my PlayStation up here and there's a big world of difference. I really don't Red think Dead, there there's is. nothing it close. It still runs silky there... smooth on the PS4. Like they probably are able to handle textures at a distance a little bit better, but not enough to matter. Like the art well, style Red just Dead is works. just a lot more going on in the world and it was optimized uh, for an Xbox One X. There's a lot more mundane activities going on just, in the world. You're moving of Red an awful lot slower. Go to Digital Foundry and they can expect you to get see... there in a half an hour. Uh, so in, they can in Red Dead yeah. Two. You can you can see more kids playing hoop stick in the, in the background. <laughs> I I can't believe that like I'm living in a world where Death Stranding was was not too slow, but Red Dead was too slow for Josh. What is this weird? Because you're actually Twilight doing zone? something in Death Stranding. Oh come on, Josh! Rich, back me up, Rich. Come on, you're letting him shit I, all over I, me here. I like Red Dead, but I'm so willing to admit it's such a slow. It's like, so much the world slower than so slow. Well, it's, it's it's. I mentioned this a couple shows ago, but you can't explore in that game because any slope has just the chance to send you sliding down it, whether it looks like it or not. In Red Dead, are you on a horse? On anything? Whoa, girl! Yeah. On anything. How dare you, Josh. Josh, I feel like if when you go back to Red Dead, you won't feel no, that I've, way. I've That's been back a couple times, girl. and it just doesn't work. It's just... It's got a 97 Metacritic for a no, reason. No, it doesn't. It's not for you. You were just saying that it doesn't have that for a reason. <laughs> you made that, was, that up. You know, no, that I was said literally that your point have... at the beginning of the day, that it was not My a point was that it's it's impossible to have a 97 Metacritic. But it does. But, it, but I will it's impossible. bring it up every time There's I no need reason. to defend the game, okay? But it's there for a reason. I in short, people don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. <laughs> Look, I will use that Metacritic whenever I need to defend mm-hmm. it. That's how it works, all right? My, I will my use opinions it as a meat shield. are completely subject to my other opinions. Yes, that's right. Thank you. It's my meat shield. <laughs> it's, it's a great game. Some would say... Let's not go down that road. Uh, it's been a fun show. Thanks for being here, Rich. Thanks for having me like, back. If someone did not find your personality grading and tiresome, where can they find <laughs> your? Uh, <laughs> um, they can find me uh, at, at eataddick.com. <laughs> at uh, you, you can locate me. I'm on Twitter at the Rich Meister Zero. That's uh, right. My podcast is hosted by Anchor, but just search uh, Gecko Games Pod uh, Gecko Gamescast on any podcast network. If you search Gecko Wild Gecko Games, you'll find our blog. Uh, where Eric talks about writing things and I actually do. Okay. Uh, and look, we love talking with Rich about games. It's always, we could talk for hours and hours and hours. And I'll, I'll give you a little bump whenever we promote the show because it'd be nice. The more people know who you are, it helps um, with our little family. And uh, yeah, we love talking games with you. So thank you for being here. Way easier to um, find geckos when I was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw a picture you posted from uh, Disney World, and there was a gecko. I was, and... uh, my friend Vinny was telling me, he's like, just take pictures of every gecko you see and post them. 
Um, My friend so Vinny, could... who I spent this vacation living like Bert and Ernie with. <laughs> uh, we need to take a Swordtron vacation to the Star Wars place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, you guys would have a fucking ball. It would be amazing. I hope that's on a red box because people are going to be hitting me up to try that shit and I don't want to buy it. So I hope that Star Wars game is on a red box because unfortunately the reviews are good. So now I'm fucked. Um, I'm deeply fucked, but it doesn't mean I'm not curious. Anyways, thank you to everyone again, Danny, for the contribution, uh, Jeffrey, for the hilarious red hot chili pepper thing that you made that we never got to show. <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, and of course, uh, Kevin, uh, my good friend, uh, the Reverend who's hooking us up with that PlayStation pro. Um, and Danny actually hooked us up with a desk training. So our, our patrons are the best. Like we work re- really, really hard to do this, but we love doing this. So like when people reciprocate that generosity, it's just a really incredible feeling. Yeah. Um, so thank you. And if you're a part of Chomp Nation, even if you're a new listener, we love you. Um, I promise that fish will be feeling better next week. Um, well, unless he dies, he's, he's either, he's either <laughs> he's going fired. through the worst of it right now or. Or will be passing soon. What did did you eat? Some did you eat some bad seafood or wow. something? And then we'll have to carry wow. his body into the mountains and incinerate right. it. <laughs> <laughs> nice death training joke there. Um, the funny thing is, you can, what happens when you burn a husk? It's just extra dry, right? It goes up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the, the 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 best part about the, the best part about the sentence I'm about to say is it isn't spoilery at all because it happens so early on in Death Stranding. Like trying to explain to my brother-in-law again, he's like, "So what are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, it's pretty early on in the game, so I'm carrying the president of the United States body into the mountains <laughs> to burn it." <laughs> oh, and it's my mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh you yeah. Also, also, fuck. it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're still talking about this damn game. It's fucking yeah. weird. Um. Hopefully you and your friends are talking about it too. Let's get the hell out of here. Josh from Michigan, the Filipino Johnny Depp, mostly somewhat here from Texas. He's stranded. He's stranded in between um, consciousness. Of course, the Rich Meister and uh, I am mortgaging our amount of time. Uh, we'll see you next week for an all new Chompcast.